Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Time for another big, big fake radio show. Joining me as always, new Larry, Kevin Jank. Jank, are you there? What's up, Cheese Dick? <laughs> there he is. That's right. <laughs> Kevin Jank. Uh, our buddy Tuffy will be joining us later, and I think our special guest is already here, Jank. Ooh, I can't yeah. wait. He's very uh, prompt tonight. Let's let's see if I can find his theme song again. All right, there you go. Brandon, <laughs> you had it a second ago. I wondered where Jerry bought his pantyhose. What is wrong with you? How? Yeah, that's, that's horrible. How do you call yourself a man? Holy hell, I need to have these women. Brandon? Hola. There he is, <laughs> oh. Brandon. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Brandon. Not only did you show up, you showed up right on time, like right when the show starts. Bang, you're there. Yeah, I have a uh, every night on my phone. I have an alarm that goes off at eight o'clock to remind me to uh, shoot some insulin into my tummy. So uh, my alarm went <laughs> off, and uh, I didn't shoot the insulin, but I was like, "Hey, it's eight o'clock. I should call the chef." <laughs> well, well, wait. Can you shoot you your, your priorities straight? Can you shoot the insulin into your tummy live on the show? I mean, I could, sure. <laughs> we should have I'm not going to I'd be happy to put it on speaker and speak to you while I do it. That's fine. Yeah, because, well, Brandon, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but my uh, beloved cat who passed away a couple of years ago, he had the diabetes as well. So I had to give him insulin shots twice a day. And uh, so I got very good at it, and uh, I'd miss it. So if you want, I could come over and give you an insulin shot in your tummy. <laughs> would I like it? I would love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, hold on. I'll put you on speaker. I'll do it right now. Hold oh, here we go. The dog can watch this me. Yeah, hold on. This is a fake radio show first. Insulin in the tongue. I was going to say, this has to be an LPS show first. Um, hey, let me, and while I'm doing this, let me just say right off the bat, Jank, no offense, I miss Larry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do too. We all miss Larry. <laughs> but I mean, Larry doesn't miss I'm going to be honest. He doesn't well, miss today, I, I, I listened to that sort of final Larry appearance. No, he sounded pretty pissed at the end of the show. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't talked yep. to me since. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to say this in Larry's defense. Well, I'm going to say a couple of things. Number one, <laughs> the fact that you guys have been doing this for 30 years and still haven't monetized it, I'd be sick of it, too. That's number I one. I hear you. Yeah. And, and, and number two, uh, you were kind of needling him a little bit there. <laughs> well, that's kind of like what the show is, though. I mean, that's what we do. I didn't realize, like, I was like, you know, whatever. Well, I'm not saying you're being a dick. I'm just saying, though, like, your whole thing you kept saying, you're like, 
but you just said it wasn't going to be more work to do that. And he's like, he's like, no, I say, he's like, I don't know. And you're like, well, Larry, you just like, I was like, yeah, no wonder he was pissed. He was just like, all right, I'm done. The, the only reason we were having that conversation is because he said it wouldn't be hard. And I'm like, no, it's going to be harder than you think. And then he goes, well, I never said it wasn't going to be hard. And I said, no, you literally just said it wasn't going to be hard. Well, that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't let it go. And I was just like, he was but, probably like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm done. Should, should, I, should I just pretend that what he says doesn't matter? Like, he can just say whatever he wants? And then, like, I mean, I thought the thing was we were, like, supposed to have, you know, entertaining exchanges on a fake radio show. You I didn't do, realize but you guys are like, pals. I, I know. I don't, I don't want to see things come to an end over that. I'm like, come on. Well, <laughs> the, the, there's no heat on my side toward Larry. He's, okay. he, well, that's he's welcome back anytime he wants. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah. I think you should give him a call and work things out. <laughs> that that now that makes for good radio. <laughs> do, you, do you want to call him right now? <laughs> I'm just saying, side out nothing. <laughs> He's asleep already. It's uh, you, you know what? If you get Larry on the phone, we can hear his side out. By the way, one of the trivia things Oh yeah, that's what we should tell the kids That's what we're doing tonight We're going to be discussing Brandon's beloved 1990 film Side Out, starring C. Thomas Howe And the Tim Horton? Is that his name? No, Peter, no, no. Horton. <laughs> Peter Horton Peter Horton is like a chain of stores yeah. or something he's a, he's a former uh, hockey player That they named a coffee He owned a coffee shop in Canada <laughs> no, that's huge uh, Tim Horton. But one of the trivia things I learned, though, about, about this movie, though, Brandon, is the original title was The Perfect Set. The Perfect Set. I knew that. Was that on IMDb? I know I, I knew that. Yeah, it was on IMDb, yeah. Yeah, The Perfect Set. Can I just – can I – so I just – and I, like I told Dell, and again, I don't, I don't want to, you know, screw up and jump ahead and do all this, but let me just say one thing that I, I noticed. So I just finished watching it once again around an hour ago because, again, I own it. I hadn't watched it for a little while. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Um, something I noticed, and I'm like, I feel like – here's what I think what happens. I think, I, as you know, I, I drink. I, I've known to dabble. I have, some, I have some drinks, and I'm like, have I not noticed this before, or am I always drunk and pointed out? I think I'm noticing it again for the first time. I'm not sure. But <laughs> – in one of the volleyball sequences, of which there are many, they're playing. I want to. I can't remember if they're playing in the classic at this point or if they're just playing in that other tournament uh, earlier in the film. Kenny Loggins playing with the boys. Yeah. The music. yeah. And I'm like, now wait a minute. Is this song only licensed for volleyball scenes? Is that how this works? <laughs> because I'm yeah, like, well, how can this be? For those who don't know, also in Top Gun, right? The same song. During yep. the volleyball sequence. That's exactly right. How weird is that? That's a weird choice. It'd be like having a movie about kids in detention, and you also get, you know, uh, Don't You Forget About Me to have in your soundtrack. Like, that's weird. <laughs> exactly. well, this has been done well, already. Brandon, you need to take this to Cousin Dave, because Dave's always like, remember, he always got excited oh, when he yeah. playing the same part. You're in the right. Movie. Yes, so you should right. mention this great point. cousin. I will do that. That's a that's a fabulous idea. Okay, I'm sorry. So I I didn't mean to interrupt the show. Whatever intros no, no, no. we need to do, whatever you, you tell me. I don't know. Well, there's one. Other, I was right. contemplating one more thing, Brandon. I was thinking about maybe changing your theme song up. Well, let me see if you like uh, this song, uh, this little ditty. <laughs> 
Yes, there it is. Our ticket to Hawaii. What a, uh, apparently what a dynamite you loved that film, film as well, uh, right? You were supposed to. I thought great. you were going to show up when we talked about that one. But yeah, you I wiped out. <laughs> it, uh, it, that that movie is great. I said we actually bought um, bought it on vinyl, so we have the soundtrack and stuff. What, what, are, what that? In fact, I don't know if you've watched any of his other films since then. Whole, well, they're all the same. They're here's all the, thing. the same. Oh. Yeah, here's the thing, Brandon. We watched uh, Malibu Express first, and we loved it. So we're like, oh, okay. We, mm-hmm. And I found that they had all his other films on Tubi. So I'm like, we're just going to plow through yeah. these. So we watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And then, uh, but this week, our buddy uh, Tom Bucktu reached out to me, and he said he, he was going to watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii on Tubi. They took them all down. They're, none of the movies are on Tubi. No! What? Yeah. <laughs> no. I am devastated. Okay, let me... I am fucking devastated. Uh... I, gotta I have you. good news. We Why? so we bought. I, well, I, what's the, I'm blanking on the director's name. Do you know it offhand? Andy Sedaris. Andy Sedaris. Andy Sedaris. Thank you. There, you can go on like Amazon. I I swear. I want to say it is a 12 pack of Andy Sedaris yeah. movies. He has 12. Yeah. So we own movies, that. Yeah. yeah, we own that. So I'm saying, and it's cheap. It's not expensive. So uh, if you need uh, some uh, hard ticket to high titties. You go on and get that. Uh, Andy <laughs> they have to. They have to pop up somewhere else, right? They got to be going somewhere else, like Hulu. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if you could find them on YouTube. I mean, I don't know if you look there, but I don't know. Maybe I know Savage Beach was on Amazon, but it's not even there anymore. I just looked. Uh, what a shame! I thought we had the one. Okay, ahead, I was just going to say I thought we had all the time in the world to enjoy them on TV. Like, oh, this will be great. We'll just start pumping. <laughs> nope, they're all gone. Good Lord. Uh, what a shame. The one, you, you know, the one like eight of them, woman in, uh, right. The, the main, so in Hard Ticket, you know, you have the two women, uh, the yeah. two women, what do you even call them? They're not cops. They're like well, the couriers? One was a, I don't know. The one was like a <laughs> DEA agent, and the other one was a witness, and they worked as like yeah, couriers of their undercover thing, right? So. Well, so this is, this is going to be confusing, because I can't say the one with the big boobs. The one with the ginormous <laughs> boobs, was, it's kind of gross. I mean, let's be fair. I was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> didn't find her very attractive. Yeah. She had a mannish quality with these enormous boobs. I'm well, like, let me say this. Let me say this. One of the reasons why I brought up the, uh, first of all, that whole thing about uh, enormous, uh, enormous boobs, stop it. Just, that's nonsense. But uh, <laughs> the, the other one, uh, Taryn, uh, the other blonde. Yeah, she's inside out. What? What? Yeah, I know. I'm gonna <laughs> blow your mind there. She's inside out. Now, here's the question. Dude, I'm so, that's Courtney I, Thorne Smith. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a young a young Courtney Thorne Smith is in this movie, and she looks dynamite. But uh, mm-hmm. she no, the the Taryn from Heart Ticket Hawaii is inside out. She plays a character named Vana. Now, I have no idea who that is. The only Vana. When uh, T. Thomas Howe first comes into uh, Peter Horton's apartment, she's there like she had just slept with him, you know, the one night stand, and she's looking yeah, great. Yeah, she her? was looking great. But, yeah, she, she was, was brunette, awesome, but she had black hair. Yeah. yeah. So, but that, I didn't that's like, not her. I didn't I don't think, think so, was, yeah. who else could it be? That but is I, not I to, her. But I tried to find, uh, uh, but look on IMPB, she's there. She's listed as Vanna, and that's her. So who else could it possibly be? Because there's no other... On the cast list, there's no other like name for that woman. Oh, okay, so the, o- the so. only other because again, I just finished watching this again. The only other people I could possibly think. So would she have been? 
in a non-speaking role? Because I, the only reason I ask that, when they're at the lighthouse for the first time, Wiley and Monroe, and uh, <laughs> the other team is sitting back there going, hey, hey, can we get some more drinks, that jackass, whatever. They've got two blonde girls with them, and then the other blonde girl could it possibly be the one who at the classic tournament keeps changing, like, the names on the bracket, and she's like, yeah! Uh, <laughs> so no, that, that could be. That wasn't her. Like I, I seem to remember that blonde girl. That wasn't her. Yeah, because I. But we don't. I don't know who that the girl from the one night stand is though, because like she's not list. Because she was really good looking, and I wanted to. She was I didn't, good like, looking. I didn't look Big at fan. her close because this was 1990. Hard ticket to Hawaii was like what 86 ish, 84 ish. I don't know, but that sounds right. It's got to be the late 80s. It so been this is like at least, probably five years later. So she could have been having black hair by then but i i don't know because the girl well so i'll, I'll tell you which girl she didn't play was that hag that fucked peter horton oh <laughs> good lord <laughs> oh but that's the only one who actually got naked but yeah oh. but that lady uh i wait fuck, where's my other tablet i got all the tabs open with her character names and everything but um that lady was also in a little movie called house on sorority row which we watched on this here oh, radio I that oh movie. yeah about we're not fans ago. of any of those ladies no, we were not. And uh, <laughs> Brandon, we were so excited to watch that movie, House on Sorority Row. This is going to be great. And then not a single goddamn good-looking lady in the movie. Um, <laughs> when did that come out? I don't remember. I, I've seen that. I that remember was like when early that 80s, I think. And, yeah, and was, this, and 81, the 82. Remind me of the premise, because I, I know I've seen this, but and I'm sure I know it's some kind of slasher or whatever in college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jack, can you remember? <laughs> I kind of blocked it out. <laughs> uh, I know at some point they they play a prank on the old woman who's like you know the house mother oh, or whatever, and yeah. she dies, <laughs> and then yes. turns out she had a kid that was like living in the attic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> saw this. It was garbage. Uh, yeah. Okay. That lady's yeah. that lady's name was Harley Jane Kozak. Harley Jane Kozak. Yeah. Right. She did have a stri- yeah. Right. She went on to be she went on to be an author. She wrote some uh, mystery novel or two. So how about that? Is that right? Honest yeah. John Churchfield? That's right. And by the way, <laughs> this movie we are jumping a little ahead, but uh, Kathy Ireland is also in it. And what a what a yeah. performance she does. Yeah. She, what a, what a, what a Very is wonderful. You know, here's the thing though too. If you're gonna put Kathy Ireland in a movie like this, especially in a cameo, why isn't she in a bikini? Exactly. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, oh by the in a bikini. I, I was, was uh, looking at Kathy Ireland. Put her in a bathing suit. I was reading up about her. She was apparently in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue 13 years in a row. And Brandon, there, wow. I, I remember when I was a lad, the one with her on the cover. Uh, I think it was from like 94 or something or even before then. It had to be before then. But but I, maybe 89. I don't know. But I, I do remember that issue. And uh, someone else in this film... Johnny Russo is in this movie. Now, that may not mean anything to you, Brandon, but uh, Johnny Russo is our buddy. Uh, he does a podcast with our buddy Pat Piccarelli. He was in... Oh. Johnny Russo was in The Godfather. He played uh, the... Sally, oh, fuck. Tally, what's her name? Talia... She was Talia Shire. Yeah, Talia Shire. Her husband. Really? Is. Wait, who is... So who is he inside out? Uh, I think she's the, the guy, guy in the court in the case. Lo- Yes, in the court case, he was with uh, the guy from Weekend at Bernie's, the de- Bernie, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, landlord guy. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God! So, so Terry Kaiser, the guy he's representing, 
Because yes, uh, believe me, oh. I love me some Terry Kaiser, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> Terry Kaiser's representing the guy from The Godfather. Holy shit. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, wow. Johnny Russo. So there's some people in yeah, there. Yeah, they asked Pat Picarelli to book him for the show so we can talk to him about his, his <laughs> you experience. Right out. Right out. Oh, my God. To talk about, <laughs> we don't want to talk about the Godfather. He's like, what was Kaiser novel? really like? Oh, yeah, oh my God, dude. If you brought him on and just grilled he, him about Terry Kaiser and C. Thomas Howe, that would and be he also got <laughs> he also got to sit next to Kathy Ireland because she was like next to him at the table. Like that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You know where his other hand was. I was going to say though, in that scene that I find very, very irritating. And again, not to jump ahead. So, so Monroe Clark uh, decides. You know what? I, I don't like. Uh, I don't like how my uncle is being deceitful. And this this Zach Barnes guy, he's all right. So I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to step up here and say, you know what, they were actually in violation. He shouldn't be evicted. If he was like, I don't need to be versed on the penal code. Well, they have to give him 30 days, and they didn't give him 30 days, blah, blah, blah. And you'll never be a lawyer. Or you're not cut out to be like me. Uh, he's like, yeah, I want to be a lawyer. Fine. It's yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> cut, cut to Zach Barnes, like, flipping a coin between his fingers, doing a magic trick, and just makes yeah. it. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, old man? <laughs> Like, it's so irritating. So that's, this is his response. This guy just saved your ass. You're not, you know, you're, you're not going to be evicted. He went to bat for you. He's over there going, poof. There are so many things what about this movie that are annoying. <laughs> oh. oh, and believe me, I love the movie, but I hate the movie. Don't get me wrong. We're jumping ahead. Yeah. That's, that's a good summary of it. We're, we're jumping yeah, ahead there. Exactly. But uh, Sorry. first of all, Brandon, before we even get into this, uh, we need to let the people know that. Well, first of all, did the insulin go in the tummy? Did you Did you do the insulin? The insulin went in the tummy. Yeah. Sorry. All right. I did not. My cat. <laughs> I just did it while we were talking. Yeah. <laughs> With my cat, I would put it between his shoulder blades on his back. There. That's where we put it. How did he react to that? He was really good at it, and like it got to the point where oh, I could just say, "Hey, good. Sid, it's time for your insulin, buddy," and he'd come and jump up on the bed. Yep. What a good boy. That's I know. Good he's the best. But uh, I'm glad yeah. the insulin's been taken care of. Uh, also, let, how, let, how's let the Hornet? Get, can, well, how's the Hornet situation? Is oh, everything all right Oh, there? sure, sure, sure. So, I never got that story. Yes. I, I, we mentioned it on Flea Market Fantasy that you're all right about it, but like, can you share the story with us, how you got attacked by Hornet? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and by the way, I just listened to that fantasy a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so so the story was is um, a couple weeks ago I went into the backyard. It was on a Thursday. I was gonna, I wasn't, I you know I, I'm on the clock so to speak for my work, but I wasn't very busy. So I'm like I'm just gonna go mow the lawn real quick. I'll go knock it out. About five minutes in, I feel like suddenly I was like, did someone shoot an arrow at me? Like a tiny little arrow. And next oh, wow. thing I know, I was like, okay, that felt like six or seven more arrows. And I dropped to the ground. I was in so much what? agony. I, I, I ran away. I left the mower just in the yard. Really? I'm like, oh, my. I felt like everything was on fire and just burned. I'm like, what the fuck? Holy like, hell. I, I ran inside. I couldn't, like, I couldn't catch my breath. I thought I was having a heart attack. I didn't know what was going on. So I, you know, I messaged some folks. They were like, uh, you, you know, you likely got stung or bit by a spider. Go to, go to urgent care. Go to urgent care. So I go to urgent care. Um, they had no fucking idea. They're like, I don't know what happened with this or that. But the guy, so here he's like, but your blood pressure is really high. 
And I'm thinking, okay, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm diabetic. I'm terrified to be around other people. I'm sitting in urgent care. You're asking me to calm down, and my legs are about to fall off because they're burning. So, yeah, my, my blood pressure might be a little little hot. Yeah. might be a little elevated right now. Tells me, oh, I don't know what to do. He gives me a prescription, no pain meds. He gives me um, the prescription for, like, four tubes of cream to rub yeah. on the bites. And then says, go see your GP about your blood pressure. Thanks, fucknut. I mean, what, what is this? Okay. So I did. I did. They also thought I had high blood pressure and everything, but they wanted me to come back. I'm doing all this, whatever. Turned out, so I got, I called my, the people that treat the house for ants. They came over. Sure enough, I, I tried to go to the area where I thought it happened. I'm with the guy. Oh, and as I'm walking to go show him, by the way, this guy goes, I heard you got lit up. <laughs> like, yeah, which really kind of cracked me up, but I was like, "Yeah." As I'm walking over, I'm like, "Oh, there how did it is!" He hear and this? like, right in the ground. Well, was it on the news? Was how did he hear you got lit up? Was it on the news, or how did he hear? Because it? I called his company to tell him what happened. Oh, oh okay. so I guess she relayed that to this guy. So we went, and all of a sudden, there in the ground, there was a whole nest of hornets flying out of the ground, right in oh, the spot. And as I'm backing away to show him where it was. <laughs> I'm about to put my left foot down. Sure enough, another ground nest of hornets right there. So I nearly stepped in a second nest of hornets, showing him the first (laughs) nest of hornets. So the guy does the thing where he, like, he puts, like, the fluid and the dust and does all that stuff. So I will say I went out yesterday morning for the first time to mow tentatively since the incident. I I was very concerned. I was like, I'm I'm worried, but I'm going to, you know, no, no stings. There's, wow. So, oh, so, yeah. so I, I, I'm, I'm in the clear. It was very painful. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling my, like the day after with all the things and stuff, I, I felt fine. But I'll tell you what, that threw the entire night into early in the morning. My, I had never been in so much pain in my life. It hurt like, was your, so Was your leg like swelled up or anything? Or? Yeah, like my both legs were swollen and like my – they Ooh. felt like – they were on pain, but also burning at the same time. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I've never been stung so aggressively before. I don't know if either of you have, but oh my god, it was it was miserable. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been stung by anything. I've not been stung by a bee, even... but just like one at a time. <laughs> yeah, and and even that, you know, like that, you're like, man, that kind of hurts like the dickens, even to get a single sting. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, and I relayed the story to my imagine. boss, by the way. He, my, my boss proceeds to tell me that as a kid, he was uh, in a pond trying to find turtles, and he got stung 24 times and had to go. I was like, oh, my God. Can you imagine? I was just thinking. I'm like, oh, my God. As a little kid, I would have just been like, set me on fire. Forget it. <laughs> Not worth it. Eh, he was looking for turtles. He kind of deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm glad you're all right. Though. So that's yeah. no, I appreciate it. And and I thought, and again, I don't want to make this all about me. I don't want to keep yapping here. But I was just going to say when you said I wanted to ask you something too because you were talking about the cat. I thought you were actually going to ask me about my dog, who had to have all the lumps removed. If, I in did case not you know. didn't see, I did not know. Oh, your dog oh had so, to have lumps so Jake the dog, who's the oldest of the three dogs, he ended up having uh, eight lumps removed because one of them had tested uh, as a mast cell tumor so it was oh, cancerous so he had eight eight lumps removed i went in um this past tuesday to have the stitches removed and uh the good news they're like cancer's gone 
He's in the clear. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so I was uh, very happy to hear that. So it's been a hell of a couple of weeks. Like, you know, we didn't have air wow. conditioning. Yeah. Only today did we get air conditioning back on. So, uh, oh, and, God. Oh, and it turns out, by the way, they have to replace the whole system. So Ugh. can't wait for that. So, yeah, yeah things are going <laughs> great. <laughs> well, Thank thankfully, God Side Out exists. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, thankfully, Side Out is here to make it all better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess if there's nothing else, we can get into side out. Uh, let's uh, let's check with our buddy Tuffy. Our buddy Tuffy's also on the line, Brandon. Let's uh, check oh. with him. Hey, Tuffy. You know Tuffy. Yeah, let's see if Tuffy's here. Uh, hey, hey, Tuffy. Hello. Hey, there he is. It's Tuffy. Now, uh, Tuffy, did you – you told me before the show you watched that. You had never seen it before, correct? No, I had never seen it before. And you actually had to pay money to watch it today, right? Uh, or <laughs> – Four American dollars. Right, same here. Because <laughs> they, they do the Deal. old bait and switch. They do the old bait and switch. They yeah. Two ninety nine on Amazon. Then you go there, and it, the cheapest one is three ninety nine. Well, fuck you, Amazon. You just another dollar. But uh, <laughs> so Tuffy. They make you, you watch it in HD, which <laughs> yeah, included well, a yellow uh, line. You, you got it. Well, it's <laughs> worth it. You want to see yeah. this in HD? So yeah. <laughs> but uh, Tuffy, how do you feel about that decision to pay four dollars to watch that up? Um, it's not the best four dollars I've ever spent, <laughs> but it's not the worst I've either. I've definitely spent worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, Tuffy, yeah, if you like, were upset, I mean, I was, I was genuinely gonna offer to reimburse you the money. That's how much I like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like if I had bought like three Taco Bell tacos, that would have been a better use of four dollars. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> Disagree. Disagree. All right, so that feeds you for the moment. This feeds you for a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, so Brandon, this came out in 1990. We we like to look at the uh, the box office from that year and see what the top movies were. Any idea, Brandon, what the top movie was in 1990? 1990. So wait, let me think real quick. So I'm 15 in 1990. So. I'm going to guess, it, is it maybe like a Schwarzenegger movie? Uh, no, it is not. And in fact, he, oh, he's oh. nine. He's number nine on the list. I was going to say he's not anywhere on this list, but he's number nine. Um, Kindergarten Cop. Total Recall? Oh. Kindergarten Cop. Oh, you know what? I skipped uh, over Total Recall. Total Recall was fifth, uh, 261 million. So, wow, Schwarzenegger was all okay. over this top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not a bad guess. <laughs> Trying to count him out. I, I Jank, like to any, hear the other guesses here. Yeah. Yeah, Jank, any thoughts? Nineteen ninety. <laughs> the only nineteen ninety movie I can think of is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh that god, that 10. was not number one. one. <laughs> that was number ten. That was right behind. That was number ten. <laughs> yeah, te- technically they that was both number ten. They have them both <laughs> oh. at two hundred and two million uh, worldwide. So yeah, Kindergarten Cop, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, ten each. Yeah. Oh no. It was up for twelve Academy Awards. <laughs> Tuffy, oh. <laughs> any thoughts, Tuffy? Best movie of 1990. I already revealed it's, it's it. Not, go ahead. No one heard. Oh, I didn't hear you. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it wasn't Platoon, right? Platoon's later, right? 
uh, I think, think Platoon's earlier. Was, yeah, I think it was earlier. Um, the really? Okay. That was 80s. Huh, okay. But number one is Ghost, 517. Oh, million. no. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I wish it had number... been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Number two was Home Alone, 476 million. Of course. Wow. Followed by Pretty Woman, Classic. 432. <laughs> Dances with Wolves, Total Recall, Back to the Future Part 3, Die Hard 2, Presumed Innocent, Kindergarten Cop, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, what other was notable... Presumed Innocent? Wait a minute. What? I think that was Tom Cruise, right? Was it? Or, or, I was going to say Bruce Willis, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I was going to say Kevin Costner. I don't know. Okay, I'll look <laughs> that up on my own time. Don't worry about it. So Goodfellas did come out that year, right? Because I think they lost that Oscar to Dances of the Wolves. Oh, well, let me check. Um, I don't see Goodfellas listed anywhere, though. Wow. I don't know why I thought Goodfellas was 93. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, you know what? Goodfellas was 28. Holy fuck, 28. Hey, there you there go. There you go. Good job. Wow. Took a while to find it, but, uh, 28. Godfather Part 3, Godfather Part 3 also came out. That was 19. Um, Rocky 5 was 16. Problem oh, Child, no. 17. Oh, Three Men, no. and, a, three men and a Little Lady. <laughs> That's a class. Uh, flipping down here. Uh, yeah, there's some classic movies here. Here's but a question. You know what, what were we doing in 1990? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what wasn't on the top 100? Side Out. Side Side up. Yeah. It had a. Uh, it should have six, been. It's better than Rocky Five. It it had a six million dollar budget and it grossed four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, no. Yeah. No. You, please don't. They didn't make the budget that. I was gonna say, wow, six million. I was like, they did pretty well with that shitty budget. They made four fifty. That's what it says oh, on Wikipedia. No. So, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, uh, not four point five million, four hundred fifty thousand. How is that possible when Peter Horton and C. Thomas Howe are your headline? Uh, I think it's pretty easy to figure out. It's like you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> Brandon, uh, do you have a favorite C. Thomas Howe film besides Side Out? Yeah, you, you're a big fan of. Well, of course. I mean, it, it's look, <laughs> you, look, The Outsiders is wonderful. You know, Soul Man, as inappropriate as it is, I've seen it in the theater. I saw it in all during my childhood. But come on, it's, it's Red Dawn. Of course it's Red Dawn. Hell yeah. Red Dawn. He's and by Red Dawn, I mean the remake. The remake. <laughs> oh, clearly. He, he was in the Punisher TV series. I had no idea. I'm looking through his eyes. What was the Punisher TV series? Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 oh, yeah. You mean though? Yeah, that he. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. I Weird. <laughs> Man, like he's stealing a ton of shit. Like I'm looking at his list here. He's been making stuff every year. Like, is he doing movies. voice work or is he doing like on screen stuff? I, I believe on screen. I mean, okay. He was no, in the I was dead, dead serious. I'm like, I. He was in the Walking Dead until. Oh, I think I remember Dead's that. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Too. Um, <laughs> fell off a cliff real quick. He's made a lot of bad movies. I mean, but to be fair, he was never like an A-list, you know, celebrity. I'm sorry, but 
Soul Man. <laughs> yeah, for the kids who don't remember Guess what Soul Man was. That, that movie's like not getting made in 2021. <laughs> Would you like to tell them what Soul That's Man what we should was? Review. Yeah. What Soul Man was? Yeah, he was. Uh, he and his buddy, who I think the actor's name is Ari Gross, are trying to get into Harvard Law School. And uh, unfortunately, his buddy Ari, or his buddy gets in, but uh, uh, C.T. Howe, does not, so he's trying to figure out a way. Well, how am I going to get in there? Hey, guess what? They give scholarships out for African-American students because they have to meet a certain quota. So what does he do? He, he dyes his skin somehow. I forget if he takes his pills or whatever and puts on, like, this fake afro and lives as a black man in order to enroll at Harvard Law. Falls in love with Radon Chong, eventually has to come clean. Oh, man. What a film. <laughs> Yeah, we, we might have to watch that at some point. I remember seeing it when I was a kid. So with, uh, I mean, it, came out in 19, it came out in 1986. Uh, by the That's way, C. Thomas Howe's first movie was E.T. He was uh, one of the he was like one of the kids in E.T. And then his second oh, yeah, movie friends. was The Outsiders, where he's, of course, Pony Yeah. Uh, right. He was also in That's Tank, cool. 1984, Tank. Remember that? I think I've seen that. I don't remember him in that, but I think I've seen it. But, I want to say you know. James Garner is in that. If, uh, That's right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then Red Dawn was 84. Uh, Secret Admirer was uh, 85. I don't know what that is. The Hitcher. Secret Admirer is great. Have you got, wait, wait, wait. Have any of you seen Secret Admirer? Nope. That's nope. actually no. a good one that I forgot about. So Secret Admirer, real quick, I'll give you the premise on that one because there's a foxy <laughs> chick in it too. Oh, and you know who else is in it? A very young Lori Lachlan before going to prison Ooh. is also in it. I like, I like Lori. So in Secret yeah. Admirer, see Thomas Howe's Well, they're graduating high school. He's a high school kid, whatever. And uh, he, he's got a fucking mad boner for this hot blonde chick who, by the way, Kelly it might Preston. be Kelly Preston. Kelly yeah, I was going to say, there you go. It might be Kelly Preston. So his friend, his best friend, Lori Lachlan, says, um, hey, I know you're afraid to talk to her. She's got a boyfriend. Why don't you write her a letter? So he writes this letter confessing his love for her about him being their secret admirer. Unfortunately, the letter keeps falling into the wrong hands of different people who all start to think, oh, I've got this secret admirer. Oh, I've got this. And, and it's, it's, it's like watching a Three's Company episode. It's ridiculous. But <laughs> I do remember really enjoying the movie. I was 10 years old when that came out. I mean, hey, yeah, Cor- whatever. Corey Haim was also in it. Corey Haim was in it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that is right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not with looking... us anymore. Anyway. No, he's not. No. Um, yeah. I'm looking at uh, so Side Out came out in 1990, and I really don't recognize any of these other films on his uh, IMDb. Like, <laughs> there's nothing going on. <laughs> after that. Um, anyway, he'll always Big be drop Pony off Boy. After that. Always be Pony Boy. <laughs> yeah. Stay gold. So, Brand- Brandon, how about you give us like you know a one or two sentence synopsis of Side Out? Like, what what uh, what are we looking at? Here? I don't mind doing it. I feel bad though. I'm talking so much, but that's I mean if, if it's all right with you, I don't that's mind. That's why you're here. So, side, <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so, uh, first year law student Monroe Clark. <laughs> I mean, we could spend an hour there. Monroe Clark. Oh, the the names in this movie. Anyway. First-year law student Monroe Clark is coming out from Wisconsin to go 
work at his uncle's law firm, his real estate law firm for the summer in LA. And uh, he's, you know, he's given this sort of shit task of having to serve people their pay or quit notices for tenants that uh, are called quote unquote undesirables who failed to, you know, pay their rent on time or whatever. So the landlords want them out or the homeowners want them out, whatever. So, one of the undesirables he comes across is a uh, the former king of the beach, Zach Barnes, <laughs> played by Peter Horton. Um, so Zach and Zach Barnes is this kind of you know he's this now at this point kind of this beach bum. Which by the way, they say he walked away from the classic two years ago. What the hell's happened in these two years? Like I don't understand. They made it, like, you would think. 15 years ago, he walked away from the class. No, it's been two years. Okay, whatever. So, By the, so we should Zach, say king of the beach because he was a dominant beach volleyball player. Oh, beach he practically player. invented yeah. the game, according to Wiley. Anyway. He invented so, sand. So, uh, yeah, he invented sand. <laughs> exactly. He made volleyballs, don't you know? Anyway, so, um, so you know, as, as can be predicted uh, over time, uh, uh Monroe Clark, you know, flips the script here. He's like, you know what? He's not an undesirable. You know, playing volleyball is kind of fun. It's competitive. This Wiley guy is kind of teaching me the game a little bit. I played a little six-man back in Milwaukee. You know, he's teaching them the game a little bit. Um, eventually, he realizes, oh, i got to get this Barnes guy out and says, no, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm like, fuck my uncle. What he's doing is unscrupulous. I instead now want to become a full-time volleyball player. And, and, and what are we going to do? We're going to team up and enter the Classic. And then we're going to have all the pussy and glory any man could ever desire. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's exactly what this movie is. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, pretty I would great. describe it as oh, and Courtney Thorne Smith success, is in there too. But instead of instead yeah. of oh, <laughs> that subplot about him fucking his aunt, he plays volleyball instead. <laughs> wait, wait. He, he who has a subplot? Aunt, by the way, who has a subplot about <laughs> fucking their aunt? Who, who is this? <laughs> uh, Secrets of My Success. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I Michael saw that once when I, was, yeah. when I was a kid. I don't remember the details. It was the right movie. He should have boned her. Um, he, and, <laughs> and also, too, so, you know, I'm just thinking now, by the way, so 450000 bucks. You know you know how you write that ship? Uh, Courtney Thorne Smith takes her top off. Yeah, she yeah. looks really good here. I think she's only like 22 she or something here. Something like I that, thought she looked great. Man. Yeah. Hey Brandon, do you yeah, this movie was kind of flawed from the get go. Because like, why didn't you make this about female volleyball players? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that That would have been the move. That would have maybe helped too. You're right. (laughs) Brandon, do you remember the old TV show Day by Day? Sort of. If you told me the premise, I might. I know the name. Uh, I can't remember what it was about. It's just like a a married couple. They're having it. They just had it. They're a little older, and they just had a baby. They have an older son. And like Courtney Thorne Smith was like uh, helping them out with like the kid and Julie Louis Dreyfus. Oh, maybe. Be- yeah. Like the, I think the the one of the parents was also in the advertising agency at one point, so Julie Louis Dreyfus like was kind of like working with them or something, and, and she was like a big professional lady, and Courtney Thorne Smith was like the college girl watching the kid, and I think the the older son was he was always in a bathrobe, and I think it was by the guy. Jake, you might know this. He was the voice of Spider-Man on, like, the cartoon from the 90s. Christopher, Christopher Barnes. Daniel Barnes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That was impressive. <laughs> yeah. He was Greg anyway. Brady in those Brady Bunch remake yes. movies. Yes. So if, yep. if you like, oh uh, my God. If you like Courtney Thorne-Smith, okay. try, 
try and find day by day somewhere. But I on. will. I'll take. See, but that's the thing. Like, I, you know, I watched Melrose and all that stuff too. And you know, she get on Melrose, but but I'm saying this is pinnacle CTF. I think she's a little too yeah. young here. I like I like her when she's a little older, but uh, I don't know. Like, no, 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 she's younger. Like, even younger. She looks really good. <laughs> Oh, I mean, God. really, her pinnacle was on Conan <laughs> with Norm Macdonald. Oh, my God. That's the funniest interview <laughs> maybe ever. I watched that, that live. I watched that live. No. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. You're a lucky oh, man. Oh, my God. She was Chairman just of the board. B-O-R-E-D. Yeah. <laughs> just in a movie with Carrot Top. Chairman of the board. <laughs> it's one of the funniest interviews. I've Conan's reaction to that to that joke is priceless. Yeah. He loses his yeah. mind. So funny. Yeah. yeah, good times. All right, so uh, where do we begin this film? Uh, Tuffy, do you remember where the film begins? I guess uh, C. Thomas Howe driving At the airport? To... Oh, yeah, that's right, at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he... Brandon, would you like to explain Wiley to everybody? Because this was... Uh... <laughs> do I have? I... Okay, <laughs> so Wiley... Okay, First, first and foremost, let's talk about his job. Wiley um, is one of those. Yeah, he does one of those like tours of the stars home, but he's he does what like dead celebrities, and he drives his hearse around to show people. Yeah, Yeah. that kind of and and as his horn is that like cackling witch and the, so he (laughs) he's one of these grifters too who like sneaks in and picks him up at the. airport cheating out some real working man of getting a cab fare, which is already fucked up. By the way, everybody and most of all C. Thomas Howell in this film, everybody's a fucking asshole in this movie. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. C. Thomas, C. Thomas Howell is, is such a Monroe Clark, if that makes sense. He, he's like, completely yeah. unlikable. He's completely unlikable. Absolutely. <laughs> I he tries to murder his own teammate. Oh my god. <laughs> and nearly succeeds. So it's yeah, it's, he, he's terrible. And what does he do? What he does it? He yells at him. I called the ball. Oh my god. <laughs> he's fine. Way. Fucking get out of here. Let's <laughs> no, play. <laughs> and then it's great too because Rolovich is like anytime. What's what's not? It's right now. We're playing now. <laughs> Just continue the game. Anyway, um, yeah. So Wiley, that's what he does for a living. Um, they, he's the first person he's met in L.A. He tries to cheat him out of like a an expensive fare, fifty bucks, whatever. But I love it. it's like, hey, I'll see you around. What and what's uh, see Thomas Howell's great comeback? Not if I see you first. Yeah, oh. and miraculously, <laughs> he sees him on the beach later yeah. that day. Thank you. Right. <laughs> I always, what? So here's my thing. I always equate this sort of thing or this trope in movies. You'll have characters, for instance, like we've met once, whatever, and they're in like New York City. And the next day, they bump into one another. This, this is a major metropolitan city. What are we talking about? You don't bump into I've, somebody. I've lived in Greensburg basically my whole life. I've never run into anyone I know. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's a very, very small town. I never and, bump and into anyone. Thing, well, the weird thing is, too, when he bumps into Wiley at uh, what looks like maybe Venice Beach. I don't, I'm, they, I don't know, whatever. He's yeah, got whatever. a woman on his arm, and, he's, and he sort of pats both women on the tum-tum. Yeah, he's giving them insulin. And Did tums. you notice that? Like, eh. Exactly. <laughs> he gave them both a shot, and he said, check your sugar, I'll see you in an hour. So, yeah. 
But he like he's there in there and uh Wiley just says, Hey, Wisconsin or Milwaukee or whatever <laughs> And and like C. Thomas Howell just like recognizes them immediately and like they're all buddies yep. and like, Wait, what happened? Yep. How did this happen? <laughs> exactly. We've met once for maybe twenty minutes and now like we're 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 fuck buddies. I mean that's how it goes. So yeah, they're just they, like old chums. You know, exactly. It's the weirdest thing. So immediately it's like, let's go uh you ever play any uh, volleyball? Played a little six man at home. Well, it's safe. Here are the rules. It's side out scoring. So we have to get title and title very early in the movie. Yeah. He explains the rules of volleyball for for Monroe. Sure, he explains it for the audience, of course. Yeah. Um, yep. And he proceeds to play in his in his flacks and tank top, which again, you know, two guys on the other side. The fact that they even returned a ball is ridiculous. I mean, how? Here's a quick question. How long does this movie, over how long of a time does this movie take place? Apparently, uh, like I think at one point they say we've been practicing for two weeks. So I guess <laughs> they maybe all for told. They for the first tournament. No, no that's yeah. correct. So he's yeah, no so I think the whole thing was three days. months or so. Well, do we know that? He said I'm there for the summer. But, but is it the end of the summer or what? Because it all seems to happen very quickly. Yeah. All I know is more mm-hmm. things happened to see Thomas Howe in his first day in Los Angeles than it's happened to me in the last 10 years. This guy had to like, <laughs> he, he gets his new job. He goes to meet his uncle. But by the way, we should say his uncle, uh, we mentioned, is played by Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, whatever. Harry Cotton. Uh, also, I like that when his, uh, he's a real sleazy real estate attorney guy. And like you said, he has see Thomas Howe go around and take a uh, – kicking people out of uh, their apartments and houses and stuff. But he goes, oh, by the way, it comes mm-hmm. with a with a uh, company car, and he throws him the keys. And C. Thomas oh. grabs the keys. He's like, okay, well, where's the car? Which car is it? Like, I don't know. You just throw me keys. I don't know what car it is. Uh, next thing we know, where am I going? I've never been to yeah. L.A. How the fuck do I know <laughs> where I'm driving? But sure, okay. He He's in that car. And then, oh, um, the song. What's the song? Uh, the uh, it, I'm living the... Uh, ri- the, it's the rich life. Or so- I'm trying to think what the song is. <laughs> it is remember. the worst goddamn song you've ever heard. And it just plays for like five minutes. There's something life. By the way, and that's another thing. I already mentioned Kenny Loggins playing with the boys. You have B-52's uh, Rome. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, oh, they're like, I thought though. all the budget went to the soundtrack. And then they were well, like, we are going to play this song for 10 minutes each. Like, it is going to be in the background. And that's the extended that. dance version of each one. What I like, the one B-52 uh, song, I believe uh, they're singing about a bushfire just when Peter Horton's getting some sweet, sweet loving. And they're singing about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and speak, speaking to the music, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but at the end of the movie when they're playing in the in the, in the the finals, the music may as well have been like, we have to score this romance between these two grown men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the real love story. <laughs> it's very it's between Monroe and Zach. It's Courtney very Thorne strange. Smith. It's a whole action sequence. Courtney Thorne Smith is just a prop in this film. She's not a character in any way, shape, or form. No. And like, no. yeah, no. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. But uh, so he has to go around trying to kick these people out of the houses. And the first one he goes to, like uh, a Latina lady, is like yelling at him and stuff. And I, I like when she kicks him off the porch or whatever. Then he, he looks over, and he sees just a kid sitting there with a soccer ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like eight and years old. And the kid almost runs at him. He's like, 
the kid looked like he was going to murder him there too, but he's like throwing the soccer <laughs> yeah. ball up in the air, and it was just so creepy. Like, uh, like because C. Thomas it Howell never would have made for a better kid. movie. Yeah, you think he would have well, at least said something to the kid when he's there. So we have this whole scene play out, and then this kid just suddenly is just sitting there, and it's oh my god, this is creepy. <laughs> but, it was but, creepy. That whole montage, and then he goes uh, to the old lady, and she beats him back with a broom, and then another guy has a shotgun that comes out through the door, and then another person yeah. unleashes the dog. <laughs> just crazy. Until finally, uh, Bar- Barnes, Mr. Zach Barnes, and just walks in. And, okay, so here's, here's another fun problem for you. Where are the writers <laughs> on this? Okay, you ready for this? So he goes to Zach Barnes' house where – Clearly, you know, earlier he has just made love to this uh, flight attendant, this foxy flight attendant, right? All over the walls, there are photos of, like, you know, uh, UCLA Bruin, Bruin up a storm, like he was this great beach volleyball player. There's a volleyball sitting there. We camera focuses on that for a moment. We see the photos hanging from the wall. Everything, oh, yeah, he works at this uh, beach club, blah, blah, blah. Goes to the beach club, okay? Tracks down who he thinks is Zach Barnes because this other gentleman who works at the club points to him. He's like, no, you just missed him. Points him. He's like, yeah, um, Zach Barnes, can we page him and have him meet at the lifeguard chair? He goes to the lifeguard chair now, approaches another man in a suit on the beach. He's like, hey, Zach Barnes, here's your payer quit. Why, even for a second, would you think that the bookie guy is Zach Barnes? I guess scenario. <laughs> I guess because uh, yeah. like, uh, Peter Horton, the real Zach Barnes, called over the phone and they they made an announcement. Will I Zach Barnes please that. walk you've to the lifeguard? You've just been to his house. Listen, no, listen. Yeah. you've just been to his house. <laughs> He's a deadbeat <laughs> who can't pay his rent. He's clearly a volleyball player. Goes there. This guy has just been playing volleyball. But no, it's the guy in the suit walking on the beach. I hear sure, you. That's <laughs> way to go. It's not way like... to go. He's no, 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 no. He's a first-year law student. He's just a kid. He's he an idiot knows. is what he is. <laughs> he's an idiot. Sorry. No goddamn uh, but, but But that bookie, that bookier, whatever, he grabs his briefcase and just throws it into the <laughs> ocean. And uh, Courtney Thorne Smith <laughs> comes out of the sea like Venus coming out of the sea. And it's like, oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And, uh, and he says, hey, can you get that for me? And, and she's like, oh, hey, here you go. And uh, – and then she just walks off. And we He's actually like, that's, that's mine. <laughs> that's my brief. Like, yells yeah. at her. And it's like, settle down. There's two people here. You and I, I got it. I'm walking towards you. It's fine. And, and he says, <laughs> and he also says, I was just trying to evict some fish. Like, what, yeah. like she would be so confused there. She doesn't know what he does for a living. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Like, Same thing. She's like, like what okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah. No, wait, so even better, what's what's their exchange the next time they see each other? Uh, well, well, it's at the bar, right? He goes to the bar as Wiley. Yeah, right? mm. and what do they say to one another? I can't even remember. I just watched it today. The wetsuit! The lawsuit! Oh, yeah, the wetsuit. Oh. <laughs> they so recognize bad. each other immediately. And she's, of course, she's so happy. that's how it goes in this small, small town. Yeah. Of yeah. Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've seen you once. Hey, it's already I happened. Know you. It's already happened to this guy twice in a span of two exactly. hours. In, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like every episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm as well, though. By the way, like Larry <laughs> <David's> <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah, they're at the bar there, and uh, he tries to serve the uh, papers to Zach again at the bar. And and this time, <laughs> apparently, apparently Zach is good buddies with this black fella who runs this bar. Dude. He's such good fr- he's such good friends with them that he uh, he sets it on fire. He says, I'm going to set your bar on fire. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he fashions a Molotov cocktail real quick. <laughs> By the way, that's, isn't that, that's Apollo's former trainer from, like, the Rocky movie? Yep. That's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I knew I knew him from somewhere, but, yeah, until you said that. Uh, but uh, speaking of props, that guy's another prop in this film. Not a character of at course. all. Of course. <laughs> yep. yep. I like – we totally yeah. forget about this guy. He's never in anything else. And then he shows up at the end, the big scene at the end to cheer him on. And then he has one shot where Peter Horton's over on the sideline. He's like, you know, really fatigued and tired and stuff. And, and this guy goes, you okay? <laughs> Peter Horton says, yep. <laughs> and that's his line for the entire fucking movie. Hey, you okay? Yep. Yeah? You okay? No, actually – He should have been like, no pain. Line, and that's when – when Monroe calls the bar looking for Courtney uh, Thorne Smith, and he's like, she's not here. Huh. Oh, yeah. cool. Really? Like, that guy's got chops. But it seemed like, <laughs> in that, again, we're jumping all over the place, but in that scene where he picks up the phone and he, and he says it out loud, oh, Monroe, and then he looks at Courtney Thorne Smith and she gives him the nod off. Like, no, Dom, I'm not here. <laughs> so, but then when he hangs up, he seems like he's sad or disappointed that these two young lovers aren't getting together. When... You know, they've had, like, n- no time spent together whatsoever. They they were together for, like, I don't know, 30 minutes. A half hour, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, so, oh, my God. but anyway, so getting back to that first eventful first day, after uh, serving them, every, they, they played volleyball on the beach, and then they served him at the bar, or was it the other way around? I can't remember. No, no, no. They played volleyball. He went back to his office to see Uncle Max. And he's like, cool, I'll take care of this first thing Monday morning. He's like, no, you'll do it now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. he ends up at the lighthouse, and that's when it, yeah. Which, but by it, the way, here's, here's the thing about very... the volleyball. But, I'm sorry, yeah. but real quick. When, like, I can understand if, like, Courtney Thorne, if he meets Courtney Thorne Smith on the beach, and she's playing volleyball, and she's like, hey, let's play volleyball, and then he plays volleyball with her until 6 o'clock all day, wasting his job. But why was he playing volleyball the Wiley all day in his dress suit on the beach? <laughs> on his first track of time. day on the job. Yeah. On his first day. Dude, yeah. you are a fucking shitty employee. <laughs> yeah. It made no sense. It, like, <laughs> no. Then he had to go back to his uncle and he had to make up a lie about what happened. He said he got beat up. And oh, which was so like, stupid, right. And his uncle was like, hey, this is good. His uncle's proud of yeah, we're going to need this. But, uh, well, I said the better lie would have been he was like, these guys were, they jumped me. They're beating the shit out of me and they, you know, dragged me down to the beach. Just say, hey, I was serving Zach Barnes, who lives on the beach. beach. And this is what, <laughs> right, exactly. Problem solved, shithead. Um, I, I just wanted to add, though, too, because maybe one of you can explain this, because here's another throwaway thing that never resurfaces. When. They're at the lighthouse, and Wiley points out, he's like, there's your guy. You know, he's like, there's Zach Barnes. Zach Barnes comes in hot out of the bathroom to come talk to the bartender. And he's like, he's like, look, look, the deal was, I get the kids every other week. Not this one, like, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, he's got kids. <laughs> I thought, like, wait, who, who's the mother? So we don't know the mom is. We don't know about these kids. Yeah. I they never get referenced again, ever. No. Because I'm thinking, like, <laughs> that lady he had the sex with, that, that agent or yes. whatever, maybe that's his ex-wife. But yes. no, it clearly wasn't, right? Like, that wasn't his Right, ex-wife. but that would have made sense, right? Where it's like, yes. 
that's his ex, or yeah. not even his ex-wife, but like they were fucking and they have a kid together. I was like, okay, that would have made sense. Instead, it's just what? <laughs> <laughs> he gambled his kids away. <laughs> he's, a, he's a piece of shit. They all are. Yes, oh, everyone in this movie except for uh, sweet, sweet Courtney Thorne Smith, they're all terrible people. Everyone else is just. It's awesome. true. It's true. But, uh, she just wants to be in the ocean. Simple thing. <laughs> but, but so after they set the bar on fire, uh, because someone who else is there? Oh, Rollo is there. Rollo or what's his name? Rollo. Rollo <laughs> Vincent. Another great name, by the way. <laughs> and, and that guy is played by Randy Stokeless and his buddy Sidney yeah. Smith. Apparently, apparently they were the top-grossing pro volleyball players of this era, right there. Exactly. Yeah, oh. they they were big time. Those two, right? Exactly. So, I mean, which if you didn't realize that, that explains why they are the two worst actors in the history of Hollywood. Because <laughs> yeah, they were they're both professional beach volleyball so, players. So. Yeah. So also at the bar, like uh, that lady shows up, and I guess the, the lady uh, who he said, uh, you know, made uh, from House on Sorority Row and made a sweet, sweet love to Peter Horton later. She was a, like his agent at one point, and then he used to be partners with Rolo, and they were like going to be in this big match together, right? And then when they, when it came time for the championship game, he, Peter Horton never showed up, and is that what happened? Right, they were going to play in the classic together in the finals, so he so. Peter Horton mentored Rollo, taught him everything he knew. And then when the classic rolled around, he was just a new show. So, yeah. Yeah. And we, it's a deep, dark secret. Why? But later we learned that that agent lady asked him not to show up. Right. Is that what it happened? No, I thought it was, uh, he owed money from gambling on horses and the gamblers asked him not to show up. The people he owed money oh. to. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, I'm, and I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you just articulated that because I've watched this movie so many times, and it's always like – I always am like, it's a little unclear. I never thought they did a great job of explaining I, that. <laughs> you sort of had to figure yeah. it out a little. But. I was playing WWE Champions at the time, so I missed some stuff. <laughs> but I, I did not understand. I just uh, – going from, like, what happened later at the end – because he has a conversation with C. Thomas Howe about this, right? But I totally missed the yeah. end of that conversation. So I'm like, oh, well – I, I mean, I, I think C. Thomas Howe did ask her about the lady. Like, what does Kate have to do with this? And he doesn't want to talk about it. So it does seem like she might be involved somehow. Well, well I was so confused I about her. Is that like she's saying you owe me because by you not being there, you cost me all this money. Oh, okay. So now to make up for okay. it, you're going to throw the classic this time. And okay. he's saying, how dare you ask me? Well, like, that's kind of right. That's, that was the deal. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Yeah, this was the part I didn't understand. Is she referenced how much money she had invested in these beach volleyball players? And I was just wondering... <laughs> How much money could you invest in a beach volleyball player? <laughs> well, well, Tuffy, I don't know if you missed it when Wiley earlier, when they first got on the beach, he said these guys make six figures a year. Yeah, playing yeah, beach volleyball. Yeah, that's right. In 1990. That's right. And look, but did you think too? Because I was thinking about this also. Like, even if Rolo loses, it's not like. So in other words, it's not like if I'm in the finals of like this major money making event and I lose. It's not like I just fade into obscurity. I mean, yeah, you but know what I'm yeah, saying? We, I'm like, we should say this lady yeah. has, like, a clothing line, and Rollo is, like, the big, uh, you know, spokesperson for it or whatever. So she, so if he wins the tournament, this, cla- this beach classic, beach volleyball, then it'll be a big promotional boon for her business. So, I mean, in that sense, yeah, like, no one wants to finish second. 
You know, you, you want your guy to win. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying, though, but but even Tiger Woods didn't win every tournament. <laughs> it's like, but he did you're win. Yeah. Like, yeah. But so did Rolo. But, I think Rolo won shit before this, too. He just maybe didn't win the Classic, but he's clearly yeah, the best player on tour. But I think what you don't understand, Brandon, is this Classic is like the greatest thing ever. And so the Jose Cuervo <laughs> Classic? Yes, you have. To Were win. they continuously put side <laughs> out on the, uh, on the screen? It's okay. it's like the Super Bowl and the Stanley Cup and the World Series all rolled into one. <laughs> all rolled into one. <laughs> yeah. huh. All right, I but, just don't get it. I, that, that's but, amazing. Sorry. By the way, the the, uh, the the production studio that made this movie is called Aurora, I think, and this was the last film they made because uh, they had a, a series <laughs> of money losing ventures. So this movie closed the production company. <laughs> But they, they tried to offset the cost of the production with lots of product placement. And you could see all the volleyball, like, clothing lines and stuff. That was all product, paid product placement. So much so. Massimo. So yeah. much Massimo clothing. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's another funny thing, by the way. So Monroe's been there for, like, a week, and he's training with Wiley. Yeah. He's already decked out as a beach bum. Like, Massimo shorts, Massimo tanks. I'm going to twirl the ball. Yeah. Like I was like, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Brandon, he, how quickly he, he adopts the lifestyle. Brought all those clothes with him from Wisconsin. <laughs> he just happened to have them already. You know. He well, was, that would make sense because Wisconsin's <laughs> a pretty hot place. So the fact he that was, he had nothing but tank tops and high waisted yeah. shorts makes total sense. <laughs> he was okay. He was really into ne- neon pink tank tops in Wisconsin. And it, just, it just so happened. <laughs> he would have been murdered in Wisconsin in 1990. I'm sorry, but like now, if that's what he was like trolling out at now, nothing. Please, so, right, he would be so murdered in Wisconsin in 2021 if he wore that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great voice. So when they're at the bar and he's talking to Rolo and he's getting into it with that Kate and Rolo, and uh, yes, who else is there? Who else is he fighting with? Rolo? Someone was the paper that uh, C. Thomas Howe gives him. Is that the one he set on fire, or he offers to buy a drink for Rolo? Yeah, it's the pay or quit notice. He takes yeah. it and he and he lights it on fire and puts it in Rolo's drink, and then Rolo <laughs> throws it at the table. Yeah, and sets his buddy's bar on fire. So there you go. All right. So, so after after all this, though, see Thomas Howe, um, he 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 after he gets in that fight, he says, uh, uh, "What's her face comes over?" Courtney Thorne. So she's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I was just trying to get you to notice me." And she's like, "Oh, it worked." So he's like, "Oh, how about we go out for a drink after?" So, so he waits for her after work to have the drink, and she comes out of the bar just bringing a bottle of booze with her and a couple of glasses, and you're like, "Oh my God, here we go." <laughs> and you, yeah. you know what's great is what he says to her. He goes, "I didn't think you'd come. You're sitting right outside of her bar. What choice does she have? <laughs> unless she, where else was she going? Yeah, she's gonna yeah, come. You up fucking stalker! I know. It's like I didn't think you'd come. <laughs> well, you've been out. I've been sitting inside for an hour and a half, hoping you would leave. But I, know what <laughs> <laughs> so I, I figured I might as well get some booze and enjoy it. So here we go. And uh, <laughs> who walks out with a bottle of champagne and two words? I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but if you see Thomas Howe and you're seeing that, you're like, oh, I got it made. I am in. Definitely. <laughs> yep. So then. Uh, but uh, he t- says, what do you like to do? And she's like, oh, I like to take my clothes off and go scoop, put this on and go scuba diving or whatever. Like she's a scuba <laughs> or something. At 2.30 in the morning. And he's like, oh, that yeah. scares me. I am scared. I do not want to do that. 
why don't we go to my friend's house? He has a pool. <laughs> she's like, and by the way, never go to a second location with a stranger. It never works out. <laughs> never do that. That's exactly right. That. <laughs> but she does. And so he takes her to his uncle's house and he has this, you know, this big mansion, private gate and his big swimming pool and everything. And, uh, and she right away, she strips down and cause I guess she had her bathing suit under her work clothes just in case. And <laughs> as as do. people do. Yeah, so she jumps in the pool, and she's looking great, and he's pouring the champagne, and he gets in the pool. They're about to make the sweet, sweet love underwater or whatever. And then his uncle comes out on the deck and in the back porch, and he's like, hey, is that you? Ro-? Or I almost called him Rolo. Monroe, is that you, Monroe? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uncle. And right away, she gets pissed because she told, or he told her that this was his friend's house, and that's not true. <laughs> it is uncle's house so fuck you, <laughs> thomas how i am out of here yep. and she just takes off what why is that a because problem she, she, Del, she says one of the things she doesn't like around there are the rich boys slumming she doesn't like rich boys coming into town looking for the locals she, so, she made that clear and so said it's my friend so turns out oh a- i am a rich boy because this is my uncle that's why she was upset. But I don't know too many rich boys that hang out with poor boys. Usually rich boys hang out with rich boys. So, I mean. Uh. But that, I'm saying, but that's his rich <laughs> uncle's house. So he must be a rich. One of the riches, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Just seemed a little uh, a little weird that she was so irate. But, but uh, I, I like anyway. that he says, he's like, your uncle? She goes, well, he's still my friend. Yeah. Not much of a lie. <laughs> yeah, I just like but she was outraged. So she just took yeah. off and uh and then he tries to call her and stuff and like yeah, even though I don't recall her ever giving him her phone number and, and she just <laughs> they they spoke to each other for like 15 minutes. Yet uh Yeah. I don't know. Well, but the, the other funny thing about that, she is like very upset like you said in that scene and she's like Really, the unspoken line is to think I was about to fuck you. And it's like, you met me today. Exactly. Because, you know what I mean? Like, like she's like, <laughs> I was going to fuck you. And it's like, we just met. So yeah. if you're mad at anyone, take a look inward. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> that, that's not okay. That's like, really, if, you, too. if you're C. Thomas Howell in this situation, you, you just like, you know, oh, well, it didn't work out. Uh, there's like 80,000 <laughs> right. amazing looking women on the beach in Bikini. And he's been there for a day. There's no yeah. other women in L.A. Now what? I talked talk to this girl for like 15 minutes. Oh, well. <laughs> Whatever. Didn't work out. Next. The Nazi Thomas Howell. He keeps pursuing her. He keeps calling her. She and he goes right back him. to the beach, by the way, and looks over. There's a woman who yeah. looks exactly yes. like her. I know. Because I'm like, wait a minute. Is that Courtney Thorne Smith? I'm like, no. He's just right. looking at another blonde girl. Like, he's just so yep. – why should – oh, I guess so. It's, yeah, terrible. Uh, yeah. And, like, so when, the next time he sees Courtney Thorne Smith, though, he just walks up next to her, like, on the, on the boardwalk, right? And she's, like, real happy to see him. Isn't she like, just, yeah. oh, hey, how you doing? So weird. <laughs> like, yep. Wait, did we miss something? Did we miss like 15 minutes of a movie where they got back together? Or like they're just chums now? <laughs> yeah, um, I had that same thought rewatching today. I'm like, did they cut a scene? Because it did seem very strange that suddenly she would be so just, you know, friendly and like, eh, no big deal. I'm like, well, what was it? You know, the way you stormed off and basically treat, you know, <laughs> so 
Yeah, I had the same thought. I'm like, what the hell? They going do it on again here? later after you know he he almost know. kills his uh, Wiley in the beach game. Like she's yelling, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And then like the next time she sees him, she kisses him on the cheek, like, oh, how you doing? Like, wait a minute, because you, 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 you know what the moral of the story is? Is that girls like assholes? That's what yeah. the movie's about. <laughs> Apparently, hot girls like dickheads. So there you go. <laughs> so uh, where are we in this uh, debacle? I, th- I think uh, he and Wiley decide they're going to be beach buddies, uh, uh, beach volleyball buddies, right? So they start training, and uh, they're going to play yeah. a tournament, right? Training montage. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A lot of montages in this movie, by the way. So uh, it's not uh, the first yeah. one in the training montage. There are several. So their, their first big match, uh, they, they go to play in uh, – they're they're playing against two Olympic gold medalists, so yeah, this is going to go. Well. <laughs> this is going to go well. <laughs> what? This is crazy. Uh, but they're not getting any points at all. And then Peter Horton comes over. And he 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 says he's going to be their coach, and he tells them some tips like, "Hey, don't let the ball hit the ground." All right, coach. Thanks. <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> well, this is so bizarre. You know, Peter like Horton, how volleyball's like... played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That lady wanted Peter Horton to coach some of the young guys, but yes. then he's like, "No, I'm already coaching these guys." Like she was going to pay you to coach. Why are you coaching yeah. these guys? Now? <laughs> That's right. Because she says, "Oh, because you're fucking so- deadbeat." You know what? You yeah. pay for your rent, but no. <laughs> he's like, "I'm going to do everything I can to not earn money," and uh, <laughs> and she's like, "You could use it." And he's like, "What? You know better than me? You know everything. I don't need your money." And then he like goes out and says, "I'll coach you guys uh, for nothing." <laughs> I think in the next scene, he's uh, he's sucking some guy's dick, holding a sign that says "Free Blowjob." <laughs> Pretty sure that was the next scene. <laughs> Under the boardwalk. Uh, <laughs> but after 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 uh, Peter Horton gives them some tips, they get two points off the Olympic gold medalist, just like that, bang bang. Uh, and, and then he leaves, though. And the minute he leaves the court they just get smoked the rest of the way. So he's like magical. He's yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't hit through the block. Aim for their elbows. That's the key. Aim for the elbows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Peter. Thanks, buddy. Well, the notion that Wiley, who looks... So first of all, Wiley lives there in L.A. and is, clearly looks worse than C. Thomas Howe, number one. And let's not forget, C. Thomas Howe played some basketball back there in uh, Wisconsin as well. So he's an athlete. Sure, whatever. Also, but he also never... probably played it in Soul Man, too, Brandon. He also probably played it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good point. Uh, but, like, he's never really even played beach volleyball. To even think that they would get a point off two Olympians is so it's, fucking ridiculous. It's absurd. Because, again, C. Thomas Howe, I don't know his exact height. 5'10", tops, maybe? 5'11"? I was going to say, right. He is, yeah. like, you watch some of these shots in the movie between him and Horton, how high over the net they are when they're spiking the ball. <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with that? Oh, my God. Have you guys, have any of you, for the record, have any of you played beach volleyball before? No, because I'm a man. So, yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't play beach volleyball. Oh, well, no, I have. I've played Aww. beach volleyball before. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, getting up that high, it, no fucking way. <laughs> no fucking way. It is hard. Well, it is so hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I love when uh, he's uh, coaching them later. We see a montage of them uh, training. And he's trying to show them how to set and spike over the net into a garbage can. 
and you know neither they, they can do it. So he's watching and watching Horton jumps up and hits it, and he hits it right into the net. And then the ball hits off the net and goes into the garbage. I I think that's – okay, to be fair, I think that's what the drill was. I think they were trying to hit it it off of the net into the can. And they couldn't do it. The other guys couldn't – yes. Go back and watch it. I think that was the idea of the drill. Because that way, if you hit it off the net, that your opponent would be positioning himself thinking it's coming right at me. Instead, it's going to lob over me. That was the whole point, that if it hits the net, it takes a funny hop. So but I think that when it's someone be right at the net trying to block you, you know, so like, but think about it. Happen. If you think a ball is coming straight at you, but instead I'm going to use something else to create a weird angle where it goes over you. I think that was the whole idea. Okay. I can see that. I, can't I watched that the, uh, the women's beach volleyball gold medal match last night. And there was uh-huh. no one trying to hit off the net to a particular <laughs> spot. That's, usually when you jump up the spike, well, you're hammering it right into the sand, you know, or the court. You, or you are either hammering it if you have an alley to hit it inbounds, avoiding the block, or if they're up there to block you, you are going, like, across the court to a vacant spot. Look, yeah, you're not to be fair, off the net. this is the same guy that waited till uh, four matches in at 13-12 to hit a moon ball as a <laughs> So who knows? Anything goes with this guy. I don't know. But to, to Brandon's point, tricks. though, Brandon must be right about this, though, because why? otherwise I was thinking the whole time, like, why did they use that shot? Why wouldn't they just refilm that until they got it yeah. hitting the net? <laughs> you know, so. I'm telling you, right. I think it was intentional. But Yeah, it has to, that yeah. has to be it. Um, but, hey, uh, by the way, by the way Mike Dell? Oh, Mike Dell. Yes. 50. 50? 25? Give me half. You got it. <laughs> Give me half. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's the other big key they have uh, to, to be teammates. Give he'll, me he'll half. He'll spout out a number. Give me half. <laughs> what does that mean? It's just shooting out numbers. Oh, you, you give me half. It shows that we're in sync, that we're thinking as teammates. <laughs> All right, the ever. I you thought it was half. to stop him thinking about the ball terrible. and just you know, kind of act on instinct. Yeah, but it's yeah, like but the thing team. is, it is. But at the end of the movie, on the on the match point, he yeah. does it on the service. So he's back yeah, there, and he just goes, "Hey, partner!" He's like, he's like twenty. And so uh, Peter Horton's thinking about it, and he jumps <laughs> up, hits the ball, and as he hits it, goes ten. <laughs> like, yeah, they did it. Well, that's not the way that's supposed to work. But uh, uh, by <laughs> no. the way, I, I looked it up. Uh, C. Thomas Howe is five eleven. So if you guessed five eleven, you are correct. Ah, good work. Uh, so yeah, they're they're practicing on the beach, and uh, oh, they got a big game. Uh, they got a they got a uh, a match like a, a side match with Rolo, right, and his buddy, uh, like because Peter Horton made a bet with them that his new kids can mm-hmm. beat them in a match. So uh, they're about to play on the beach, and Peter Horton's not there because uh, that lady from Sorority Row shows up at his house with a chicken. Ugh. And she gets <laughs> them a chicken. They they have a kiss in that scene that is disgusting. <laughs> I, every time I want to vomit, when it's like that weird, I'm going to suck your tongue kind of thing. Ugh. Also, is, I noticed I that Peter Horton, Peter Horton left his eyes open as well for one of these kisses. And I'm not always yes. cool. It's that same, it's scene. It's that same you're supposed to sequence. <laughs> <It's> no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
No, Tubby. You know who does that? Serial killer. That's why you're not getting those callbacks, Tubby. (laughs) Don't do that, Tubby. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah, but he gives it to her good up against the wall and then uh, on the bed. And, uh, and, well, he, well, you know what? Ironically, uh, C. Thomas Howell gives it to Wiley good up against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) So their coach doesn't show up. And while, uh, while Peter Horton's banging the lady to the B-52's bushfire, uh, they're playing volleyball, and, and uh, they're, they're Wiley and C. Thomas Howe are arguing because the coach isn't there to calm them down, and they're just fighting all over everything. And eventually, C. <laughs> Thomas Howe just body checks Wiley into a pole, right? Just a me- like a, a wooden <laughs> It was like a metal or like a concrete barrier, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it just kills Yeah, them. that wasn't like a pole. That was like a stake. It was really, like, aggressive. You know what I mean? I'm like, why the yeah. fuck would that be the – for the net on a beach volleyball court. That was pretty crazy. And as we mentioned, um, well, now that I'm thinking back, was it like the chair was just... Say it again, Dell. You broke up for me. Oh, was it kind of like where the, the judge sits, like the big wooden chair, or no? I That's don't think possible, so. possible, but this wasn't a tournament court. They were, yeah. You know, on a court. I, again, I, I, mean, I, was, so, I, I wasn't paying attention, so I was just throwing it out there. But either way, Wiley flies into it and uh, breaks his arm. He breaks his arm. And yeah. you see Thomas Howell, he's just like, rub some dirt on it and let's go. Quit being a baby. Let's play. And, uh, Even though they're the bad guys, the quote-unquote villains, are like, hey, we should check this guy out. He doesn't look yeah. good. <laughs> his own teammates like, fuck him. Right. It, it doesn't, doesn't Rollo say, when Rollo's leaving, doesn't he say, some, some teamwork Zach's teaching you? Right? Doesn't somebody yeah. say something like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like nice teamwork. That, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so so then uh, uh, C. Thomas Howell is pissed now at Zach for not showing up. So he storms over to his apartment, and and he walks in. And, of course, it's in the mirroring of the earlier scene, he sees a lady getting dressed in the bathroom again, except this time it's the, the girl with the chicken that, you know, C. Thomas Howell just plowed. And we should say she brought a chicken lamp for him. Because I guess that's a thing he does. He tries to find the lamps at flea markets or something, apparently, and they they tease that. Yeah, really ugly lamps. She's like, yeah, exactly. It was stupid. There's another stupid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so clearly they were a couple at one point, right? These two. I mean, obviously if they're going to flea markets and stuff. So, uh, so then Zach comes out and he's like. Here's the thing that got me, because uh, C. Thomas Howe, up until this point, up until Zach not showing up at this game, you know, a half hour ago, they were chums and buddies. Now he shows up at his apartment, and he says, well, I hope you have a suit. I'm going to see you in court tomorrow. He already knew that that court date had been arranged. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so what if Zach, what if Zach had showed up at the match? They won. They're just best buddies. <laughs> and then he looks over at him, hey, by the way, you might want to get a suit because yeah, I got to see you in court tomorrow, buddy. Like, well, see Thomas Howell. See Thomas Howell is the one who served him with pay or quit. So if he skipped court, then they couldn't prove that he had been served. So maybe he would have just skipped court. Hmm. Well, he would have skipped court. He's bringing in the legal know He's like, what are you talking about? So clearly he would have skipped it regardless because he, he had no idea he was supposed to be in court until C. Thomas Howe said, maybe if you check your mail once in a while, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so he wouldn't have shown but, up. 
But see, Palm is how they, he did serve him, though, because remember when his uncle came out when he was in the pool with Courtney Thorne Smith? He says, hey, did you take care of that guy? He says, yep, I got him. And uh, He did. What, he, he did, right. Well, he gave it to that's, him and he lit it on fire. That's the got set on fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, right. uh, it was on fire. If C. Thomas Howell was still friends with him, he could have, after the match, said, hey, by the way, you go to court tomorrow. I'm not going to show up, so they're not going to be able to prove that I served you. Oh, I see. What you're so saying. you'll get away. Oh, oh, Wait, interesting. No. Okay. But I think you're, I think you're giving C. Thomas Howell too much credit there. I don't think that's what he had. To do. <laughs> I mean, that's Could definitely giving the movie's writers too much credit. Go back to refer to him by his name, Monroe. I, let's, yeah, it's Monroe. <laughs> let's not tarnish C. Thomas Howell's legacy. And instead, hey, hey, Brandon, can you think of any other famous Monroes from TV? Because I got one. Monroe, uh, yeah, it's uh, Too Close for Comfort? <laughs> That's right. There you go, Monroe, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. What was that guy that played him? Jim, uh, Jim J. Bullock. Jim J. Bullock, yeah, in the center square. That guy, by the way, place. may have been gay. <laughs> you might be onto something there. By the way, I don't know. I, I talked about this on the show many years ago, but there's an episode of Too Close for Comfort where Monroe gets raped by two fat men. Yes. It's, yes, and they play it up as comedy. Episode. They play it up as yes. comedy. Oh, God. They did it as a very special episode, and it is fucking bonkers. That is, is bananas crazy. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Because, yeah, you're right. right. It's, it's very upsetting. He's, like, crying, and it's, like, it's, it's a comedy. There's laughter. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> they took him into a van and raped him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. This isn't okay. What are we doing? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, they go to court, and we mentioned this court scene earlier. Johnny Russo and Kathy Ireland, and uh, uh, but here, here's the thing about this court scene. So uh, Peter Horton, they, they ask him, "Hey, do you have uh, you know any defense for not paying your rent?" And he goes, "Up, hey, it's just all about the money, man." Like, wait, what? And he's like, no. Like, you know, no matter what I say, it's not going to matter. It's all about the money. Well, yeah, that's exactly why we're here, because you haven't paid your rent. It is exactly about the money. <laughs> but then he sits down. I mean, it's funny. So, but he sits down, and this, this brilliant emotional defense that Peter Horton just gave, it somehow won over C. Thomas Howe. And it thaws his cold heart. He's like, you know what? It is. It's just all about the money. You got a point, Peter Horton. So then he says no. So he stands up and he undermines his own uncle's case. And then the judge, uh, you know, decides Peter Horton wins. He doesn't have to pay his rent for some reason. And uh, uh, he wasn't given a number of days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He had to be given 30 days notice. And they served him on February 1st, so he only got yes. 28 days' notice of his rent increase. Yeah. Yep. And then the guy's like, oh, okay, I want that beach bum out of my house or something like <laughs> So funny. My property, I can do oh, what God. I want. Yeah. As long as it's within the law. <laughs> Look, the important thing, I have a coin, and I'm going to flip it between my fingers. <laughs> yeah, with two things <laughs> sitting over there in his uh, thing. So, uh, oh, and then Kathy Island starts smiling, too, and uh, Bernie says, hey, what are you smiling for? And then she has to, like, quit smiling. <laughs> That's the end of her character. <laughs> yeah, yep. Last time we it's see true. Kathy we never Ireland. See her again, again how does she not show again. up? How does she not show up at the end in a bathing suit to watch the final game? I've you know? sa- I said yeah. that already. What sense is this? You have a Sports Illustrated cover girl <laughs> model. Like on your cover, <laughs> who's not sense. in a bathing suit? 
What are we doing? She should have hooked up with Wiley or something. Yeah. Yes, anything. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, Monroe, who's your friend? And he's like, he's not my friend, and then breaks his other arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, she could have, you know, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but menage a trois, you know, see Thomas. <laughs> Fine. Or she gets together or she gets together with the bartender who's uh, Apollo's trainer. Or, better yet, Ooh. she shows up and gets in with uh, Courtney Thorne-Smith, and they leave both of these dummies behind. And it's just Love it. Courtney Thorne-Smith yep. going on together. You, you, Michael uh, Dell, <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> but by the way, you know Kathy Ireland is like some big mogul now? She's like a like a super rich like business executive, she owns all these companies and everything, and she's like, really happy Ireland. Yeah, she's buddies with Warren Buffett apparently, and, and she's like been on the cover of like Forbes magazine as like a business executive, and she's you're kidding. Funny. Yeah, she's <laughs> wow. super deluxe rich. She always struck me as such a dum dum. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> apparently <Okay>. not. <laughs> yeah, so that side out money her. goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> I parlayed so, that two hundred bucks into something wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> all the Massimo clothing I have, I sold it. And then I all right. So, so after the court, the next thing we see is C. Thomas Howell sitting on the beach because he's got kicked out of his uncle's house. He lost his job, and he's eating a bag of chips. And Peter Horton finds him on the beach, and he's like, hey, thanks, buddy. You know, that's really nice of you to do all that or whatever. And then he says, hey, is that what you're eating? Why don't you get some real food? Come on, I'll make you dinner. <laughs> and then he proceeds to make him what appeared to be dog food with peppers. That's what it looks like. That... like. Ooh, <laughs> Tabasco in there, huh? Like, yep. Yeah, it did not look. <laughs> it's Alpo and Tabasco. It's the one dish I learned how to make. Yeah. It did not look good. But then Peter uh, Horton's like, well, hey, why don't you crash here and I'll be your new partner in the classic. You know, it'll be great. You can live here. You don't have to pay rent. And C. Thomas, I was like, you don't pay rent. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly right. Nobody pays rent. That's for suckers. Yep. <laughs> can be and then he says, I'll even cook. And then C. Thomas, how he busts out the comedy chops. He looks at his watch and he says, oh, what? I got to go. Get me out of here. I can't be here. Oh, so funny. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Courtney Thorne Smith loves his terrible joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good lord, side out. I don't know. So then they just go to the big classic. Is that where we're at? They just go to the classic now. And... Pretty much, I think, well, I think they first they're practicing with like with the girls yeah. at one point, and then like yeah. then they have oh, the yeah. big sex scene between uh yeah. Thomas Howell oh. and oh yeah, she... <laughs> Courtney Thorne Smith. He's all sore from playing volleyball, right? And she's like rubbing him with a, an ice cube. And then she puts ice on cube, his yeah. And then she kisses him. And then they make the sweet, sweet love. But we don't get to see her naked, though, so don't get excited. Again, four hundred fifty thousand dollars, maybe four hundred, could have been four hundred fifty million. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, with those Courtney Thorne Smiths. You have Kathy Ireland and Courtney Thorne Smith making out on the beach in bikinis or something. Seriously. This movie does. <laughs> oh my bonk god. Bonk. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, but uh, so they're like an unseated team in this beach ball cla- beach volleyball class. And again, there's like Olympic gold medalists and all these professional players in it. But Peter Horton and C. Thomas Howe are going to win it. They're unseated and they're just gonna run the table. And uh, 
that's pretty much it, right? They just beat everybody. So there you go. Yeah, what's 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 <laughs> funny though, we should talk about the fact though, so in the final match, um, and I can't be the only one who noticed this. So in the final match, they're playing uh again, um Rolo and uh what's his name? Bill, Billy Church? Billy it, His name's Billy in the name? movie, but his real name's Sinjin Smith, if you're thinking about Yeah, it. I'm trying to think of his well anyway, right. So they're they're playing these assholes, whatever. And um they take they call a timeout at one point and it's like six nothing. Right? Um they proceed to have another montage, yet another one, of like where, you know, they're just arguing, they're not getting it. Point after point they're losing, right? It's clearly and I because I was sitting there counting up the points, it's either thirteen or fourteen nothing. Cut to the scoreboard then <laughs> eventually when they're like they're like, let's get back into this. Ten nothing. So there's no goddamn way, first of all, there's no goddamn way they actually come back from 14 nothing, and there's no goddamn way that it's 10 to nothing at this point. They just rallied off so many consecutive points, there's not a fucking chance really did. that that score is accurate. I was so angry in watching that. Not a chance. Well, well in fairness, Brandon, we must remember they were using side-out scoring. I, and I thought about that, too. Yeah. I understand that. The thing is, though, they did not show even one instance during that span in which Monroe and Zach would have even won a point or, you know what I'm saying, or switched yeah. the side out where they would have served. Not one time. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're down 14 to nothing at this point. Come all the way back and somehow win 15 to 13, even though they had at least 14 on the other side. And I guess okay. we, we did mention it earlier, but I guess before this big game, the big championship match, uh, the, the, the agent lady talks to Peter Horton, and she asked him to take a dive, you know, and uh, because right. she needs Rolo to win. And, and he's like, oh, so then there's a delay. He doesn't show up for the big game. And people, they announce everybody, and uh, they even announce him being there when he wasn't there yet. And everyone's looking yeah. around like, where's Zach? Where's Zach? And uh, so you think, oh, no. He's skipping out on the game. And I guess C. Thomas Howe saw him talking to the agent lady earlier. So he's like, oh, no, he's going to tank again. He's going to take a dive. And, uh, but he shows up, and, like, the beach explodes with applause. Everyone is so excited to see Zach. Zach, oh, my God. Gross. The greatest of all see this time. love affair at the end between these two. By the way, too, in one of the matches, they play that moot and um, – the other guy with the hairy chest, the blonde guy who they played earlier in the match, we, we should mention oh, it. And so Zach yeah. and, uh, Zach and yeah. Monroe beat them pretty handily. And, like, the one guy makes he's like, he's like, look, he shot Monroe. Like, makes a weird gesture during the game, whatever. At the end of the match, he goes, hey, Zach, and bends over, drops his pants to reveal, not his butt, which you would think you're moving. He's like, <laughs> some Speedos, maybe? Some, what yeah. the hell is that? Some, some underwear. What the hell was that? Yeah, it was yeah, it was very weird and creepy. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't care for that. I'm like, you either show me your yeah. ass or you do nothing. What, what's the point here? <laughs> no, and you know which side I prefer. It was just terrible. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so in the big game, uh, C. Thomas Howe calls him out. He's like, because he says he, he implies that he's tanking. You know, he's, you're losing this on purpose. You're losing. He's like, no, no, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. <laughs> and uh, so they start to rally, and they miraculously, like, tie it up. And Brandon, like you mentioned, he hits, like, a moon ball serve. Doesn't he hit it, like, back, like, over his head, too? Did I imagine that? Sort of. Yeah, he's facing <laughs> – he's parallel to the service line. 
And like, so instead of facing them, he's standing parallel to it. And then, yeah, like there's this crazy underhand serve. It's so nuts. And it's like, oh, that was your ball, my ball. Yeah, like nobody knows what to do. Just, <laughs> oh, I hate, by the way, the first point, by the way, too, that they get, like after like he stuffs him, after he gives, he's like, you're blowing it, old man. After that, the first point they get, he, uh, Monroe turns to uh, Zach. He goes, welcome to the match. And like double high fives on like an air fight. Ugh. Just terrible. Oh, God. In that that first match, um, they're they're not doing so good either. And then uh, Horton pulls him aside and he says, that guy's an egomaniac. All you have to do is stuff him once and we'll get his head. (laughs) So, oh, you mean I should should jump up and try to block him? Oh, see, I never would have thought of that. So thanks for telling me. I never would have done that until you told me that. Oh, you have to see Thomas Howell. He's like, this guy's psyching me out. He's in my head. <laughs> Insults are too cutting. <laughs> what should What should I do? I don't know. Beat him at volleyball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh. But I love too. One of the great lines is when Rolo, uh, in the final, spikes on uh, Monroe, and you're spalding tattoo. <laughs> yeah, Wiley says spalding tattoo. <laughs> and then there's this scene where, like, C- or a shot where C. Thomas House spikes on Roller or whatever, and like it's in slow motion and it like hits him, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zach hits him on two po- uh, consecutive points. He's like, what the hell, man, or something. <laughs> uh, we, we should mention that Zach also had a big strategy for the match was to play them short, hit it short, because Rollo has bad. Oh feet. yeah. yeah. But at one point, they shoot uh, short on him, and, and Rollo slides with his foot and kicks the ball to save it. He kicks it. Yeah. And, I think that and was then, cool. uh, that? Yeah, Zach says, what was that? And he says, I, I've been taking dance lessons. Oh, he said, three years of dance lessons. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, so, wait a minute. Uh, for the record, he threw the classics two years ago. He's been taking three years of dance Yeah, classes. wait a minute. Maybe he would have known this as his former partner. I don't know. Yes. Well, his timeline does not match up. No, there, just, there's problems in this movie. You know what was great, though? When they looked over in this crowd and Zach saw his kids cheering him on. Oh, wait, no, he didn't because his kids didn't exist. You know what? To be fair, there was nothing else. You could have had the kids from the beach club where he worked early in the movie who he was playing volleyball with. At least they could have been there cheering him on. No. Nah, because they, they know he's an asshole. They <laughs> no. don't want to hang out with him. Yeah, they don't want to. They did. They, all they couldn't afford tickets the for the Super Bowl of volleyball games. Do you mean the Jose Cuervo Classic? It's not like you can just walk up and watch it from the beach. You have to, yeah, it's really tight to just. You know, that's that's at money. least a uh, $1 ticket. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Stamp your hand. Right. So uh, it comes down to the match point. And we get a big, uh, like we said, C. Thomas Howell says, 20. And then uh, Peter Horton, he has to think about it for a little bit. But but he smiles knowingly. Like, yeah, I taught him well. And then he throws the ball up. 10. Boom. And he spikes. And there's a rally going back and forth. And then we get a, show, a slow motion shot of C. Thomas Howell jumping up and spiking the ball to get the big winning point. And then uh, we, hit, we get, like, the, the announcer over the speaker saying, and they win. Zach wins. And hot newcomer, C. Thomas Howe wins. And then the movie ends. That's it. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I have to correct one thing in that, in that play-by-play that was incorrect, Mike Dell. The ball comes over. C. Thomas Howe 
sets the ball, which I would argue was an illegal. Oh, set. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Like, that was, and that it. was that was a carry. I'm sorry. Yes, it was. That was he basically not grabs illegal the ball. Set. He grabs yes, the ball and, and like throws, throws it. it over to him. Yeah. At which yep. point Zach Barnes spikes it for the winning point. That that is. But correct. either way, I'm like, I'm sorry. Every time I see that, I'm like, that's that's not a legal set. You can't do yeah, that. It looked, <laughs> it looked terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then. Yeah. The movie just ends. Like, there's just a, sl- a shot of them high five <laughs> each right, other. <laughs> we, no Courtney Thorne yeah, Smith running into hug to hug Courtney nope. uh, C. Thomas Howell. Nothing. Just him nope. and his true love, Zach, uh, Peter Horton and him. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> so do you think – so if we had to speculate what happens at this point. So, like, he probably never calls Courtney Thorne Smith again. These two go – maybe go on the professional volleyball tour – Till Zach, like, I don't know, his calf literally falls off. Um, and then, then, then Monroe, being the asshole he is, just says, tough shit, old man, uh, calls Rolo, they partner together, proceeds to win for the next five years, and in his way, he fucks every woman he encounters across the way. The end. Well, maybe. Um. I kind of think that until he there. realizes he needs to, to pretend to be a black guy to get into law school, so he plays volleyball. <laughs> no, that already happened. That's right. This already happened. <laughs> that, what if you know that's another weird move? thing? Wait a minute. See, Tom yeah, is always the first in law movie. school. <laughs> yeah, you Wait. had a lot. You had a big email to send to cousin Dave tonight. You got this. And You're you right. Know, right. That's too, exactly. Wait a minute. All right. Huh. But yeah, what if like this was actually before Soul Man? And like he he crapped out a loss for his first time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I spent my time on the volleyball tour. I'm gonna I'm gonna start taking this law thing for real. Um, I'm gonna apply to Harvard. Uh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> a uh, a tough. By the way, in Soul Man, hey, real quick, in Soul Man, the woman he gets involved with, by the way, Ray Don Chong, she has a yeah. child too. Like, what are we doing here? Come on. <laughs> So he's ruining two lives, not just one. He's ruining two. <laughs> Plus, and that's the big thing. How about the? Because it turns out that scholarship he stole by pretending to be black that's would right. have been Ray Don Chong. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh no! Like, yeah, so that's story. the thing. Yes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah it's a cool. really fucked up movie. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Tuffy, did we miss anything about Side Out that you would like to mention? Any any pivotal scenes? Um, well, I think the movie kind of missed, like, so see, <laughs> uh, Monroe goes out to California to, you know, work for his uncle because he needs to make money to go to law school. And then they never mentioned for him as a motivation the fact that he could win $25,000 by winning this tournament, where it's like, <laughs> hey, I fucked up. I got fired like three weeks into this job for my uncle. I need the money to go to law school next year. We have to win this. He knows Zach Barnes is just going to take the whole thing and gamble it away, so he's never going to see that money. I was going to say, you know what would be great? uh, I was going to say, what if Zach uh, actually bet on Rolo to win, and then he spun it around? (laughs) Then he had a contest. He thought, no, I can't. I don't know. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, Jank, anything else about Side Out? <laughs> uh, it was a touching movie where we learned the moral of the story was if uh, if you're playing a sport with somebody who sucks, 
you need to injure them until someone better decides <laughs> to join your team. <laughs> it's, hey, hey, Brandon, it's kind of like the reverse of that Stallone movie where he played soccer. Was that Victory? Where he wasn't good. So Victory, they break, yeah. They had to break the arm of the good guy so he, Stallone could get in. Oh, yeah. they had to oh my God, switch. that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a good movie. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Speaking of Stallone, Mike Dell, you should know the other day I was uh, singing Drunkenstein. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yes. We, we do have that theme song on the switchboard somewhere, but yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go around the horn here and give our uh, reviews. Uh, Tuffy, one out of ten for Side Off. Uh, six. Six. Oh, it's respectable. Yeah. Fine. It's fine. It'd be better if, uh, you know, more more people got naked, but... <laughs> well, yeah. certain people. Yeah, not everyone, but certain people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jank. Yeah, <laughs> like that guy who pulled his pants down. Definitely him. <laughs> Jank, one out of ten. Um, you know what? I'm going to go eight. Uh, wow. It a lot of the things you normally look for in these movies, but it went down real smooth. Like, I enjoyed it. It was terrible, but I liked it. <laughs> I'm more with Tuffy. I'll go six. Uh, there's just such gaping huh. plot holes and like continuity errors. Like I, I just don't understand what was going on. Yeah. With well, Courtney Thorne Smith. And, well, uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. Well, let me point out real quick one other really funny uh, continuity error. Something like I, I, I guess that's what you would call it in this case. It's really subtle, but it drives me crazy every time. So. And it might be hard to remember. So he, in the beginning of the movie, um, he's driven to this to his uncle's place, right? And the maid takes him out back to what is going to be his guest house, okay? Yes. So <laughs> what happens is, like, we're watching from the perspective, like, the camera is sort of focused on the maid leading C. Thomas Howell to the guest yeah. house. She walks out of frame, and the camera sort of is focused on him and sort of pans in a little where he's wide-eyed looking at like, yeah. oh, my God, this is the place. Guess what? We never see the exterior of the place. Exactly. Next thing you know, I, he's just <laughs> walking into the place. I'm like, what I, the <laughs> fuck? Is, what, what just happened? I, I want to see the house that he's so crazy. I'm I, like, what a weird thing not to show you. I, I thought the same thing because when it first happened, I thought, oh, there's going to be a really hot lady by the pool. Like, it's going to be his uncle's, like, girlfriend or, you know secretary or something or something and, like, this, anything. and then we're going to cut to her and we're going to see this smoking hot girl by the pool but nope we don't see anything like you said it's just him no nope. <laughs> and, and i point and i said this earlier to my wife when we were watching it again earlier and she goes you say this every time <laughs> and i'm like i was like well, it always drives like, me nuts i'm like well, what i like you're about waiting that for this reveal <laughs> What I like about that story is that your wife, uh, she has to make, watch this movie with you apparently multiple times. Like you forced her to watch this movie <laughs> so many times. Well, to be fair, the, so she had, so we, okay, so I had seen this in my youth. Like, I, you know, I love this. I had seen it many times. She had never seen it. So the first, she was like, what is Side Out? I was like, you've never seen it? And again, she loves bad movies like I do. So I was like, yeah, let's just rent it. So we rented it one, whenever, you know, a couple years ago from like Amazon. As soon as it ended, she was like, I'm so fucking mad we didn't buy that. Like, she was pissed that I rented it. So we imme- you know what we did? We immediately bought it. They're like, okay, that's fine. She loved Smart it. Move. She loved it. Yeah, like, this is a, so, a, 
this is a good bad movie. But I just yes. there was just so much about it that annoyed me that it gets a lower score because like like so many obvious things like why aren't you doing this? I don't under I don't under, I don't get it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I see for me. So I agree. As much as I sat here and complained about it, I, there's there's a nostalgia factor that I love, but it's also I just it's infuriating, but I love it. I think it's such a fun movie to put on. I, I it it cracks me up. It's it, it makes me mad, but I, I love it. So for it, for me, I'd give it a nine. I think it's a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What, what is your what is your favorite bad movie of all time, Bernie? Well. It's so there's I always say there's there's three that are always go tos, but really at this point there are four. And <laughs> but right. if I had to um my four the okay. The three you have to watch, it's it's obviously it's the room, it's uh mm-hmm. Birdemic Shock and All, and it's um Troll Two. Okay. So those are the three you have to <laughs> Troll Two but is then, but we've yeah, never but one that has warmed it. Oh, you gotta do Troll Two. The other one that's wormed its way, though, into the four spot is Miami Connection. Miami Connection is we, unbelievable. Yeah. We, went, we did Miami Connection on the show so back. It is so bad, but, yeah, it is pretty good. Oh, it's, so bad. It's, it's wonderful. Fred, I didn't know what, you had what a father. Yeah, that's, that's exactly oh what I was going to say. That scene, I didn't know you had a father. That, <laughs> that movie is so bananas. I'll, t- I'll tell you another movie you've got to watch if you can find it. It was available for a while, but then it went away again. Have you got, any of you seen Governor Gabby? <laughs> Never heard of it. No. Okay, it's got to be a Canadian film, although I swear that you look at it, they're like, oh, filmed in San Francisco or whatever. Look for a movie called Governor Gabby. Oh, another great one, by the way. <laughs> a Talking Cat is a great one, too. But Wait, 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 uh, wait. Did you just say A Talking Cat? Yes. I love cats. You've not seen the talking cat? <laughs> no. My cousin Eric sent Roberts me that for the voice of the cat. Yeah, Eric <laughs> Roberts' voice is the cat in this movie. It is oh, I hate crazy. It. I, hate I love oh, cats. It doesn't matter. I hate Eric You've got to watch it. You have got to watch this movie. But yeah, uh, uh, Governor Gabby is, I'm like, I, I still can't figure out. I'm like, are, is it self-aware? Like, is it in on the joke? Or is it just a terrible movie. I, I just can't figure out what the fuck's happening, but I'm uh, telling you, gotta watch it. I'm looking at the poster for it right now. It looks amazing. It's from 2017. Look on her face. It's so weird. A 2017, yeah, it, a college it, it, student is mistakenly elected governor. And it says it's a comment. <laughs> it is nuts. It is a nutso movie. It's so crazy. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, that's, that's a good one. And and if you if you guys are running out of movie options or are looking for like hit me up I, I'm happy to send you a list of some weird <laughs> shit. Oh I, my god! I, I just so I, I love a good bad movie. I'm just sad that the Andy Sedaris movies have disappeared. We have to find a place to watch. Yeah. I need to see since the, the show started. I just bought the 12 pack on uh, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell How- yeah. How much did that set you back for 12 Andy Sedaris movies? Seven bucks. <laughs> there you go. I said it's not expensive. I'm like, yeah. It's oh, very yeah. cheap. Tuffy, you would even spend seven bucks for all those Andy Sedaris movies, right, Tuffy? I mean, those are... That's, a uh, <laughs> that's, that's, like that's just over... That's like 50 cents a movie. I mean, that, that's great. 
Yeah. That's like let. That's like a third of a penny per boob. Like you got. That's a hell of a deal. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of naked ladies. Cheaper than Big Brother OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, well, Brandon, we've already been yapping like almost two hours about Side Out, so I should probably let oh, you go. Oh, jeez. I just re- – yeah, I was like, what have we been talking about an hour? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Because we started uh, early. <laughs> but uh, I hate keeping you this long, Brandon, but uh, real quick before you go, uh, you should know that Jank is also in love with Columbo now. He loves Colombo as well. Oh, is and, that right? Is this a new yeah. Jank or is this a long Yeah, he, he just discovered Colombo recently. And I, I've been trying to, like, you know, bring him along in his Colombo fandom. And I know you love Colombo as well. And I think the three of us yeah. love Colombo sometimes. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, ooh. so we, we went on a goddamn, like, just binge. Like, and in fact, I bought the complete Colombo box set. Like, I, I own it all. Nice. By the way. <laughs> Some of those later movies and stuff, oof. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Don't, what the I hell just, happened? I just watch the originals. I don't watch any of those later ones. It's just the originals. Okay, because the originals are dynamite. He is such an annoying motherfucker. Like, he is <laughs> – like, and I guess and I love him. he's going to wear you down, but oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, hey, dude, get the fuck out of my office. Stop like asking me. No. Hey, one more thing. No, we're done one more here. thing. Get one out. More thing. Oh. It is yeah, amazing how many really people tell him the fuck off, though. He's like a murder detective, and I was like, I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, no. I will say this. I think the 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 pilot. Do they call it the pilot or like the original movie yeah. or whatever? Prescription I, I murder. I gotta say, yeah. One of the great things about that episode, and like just the episodes in general. Is just the set design is so great. I I love yeah. all that sort of like um, mid century stuff and all that. Like I, I mean, everything looks so good. All like the bars inside their apartments and everything. Oh my yeah. god, it's the best. <laughs> love it. Yeah, that you, now that you mention it, yeah, every apartment or house has a bar pretty much in every show. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, that's the best line too. That should like, still be a feature. Well, the episode, I forget which one, but he's like, he's like, and if you're thinking about getting the uglies, and he like smacks them, it's like the old Texas guy who's got the uh, revolvers for door handles on his car. He says something about um, if you're thinking about any uglies, and he smacks them. Oh, I, I think, <laughs> is that the one where they, he buried the guy in the foundation of the building? Uh, it might have been like, yeah, because they, they were building yeah, that was plot. They were building one, a new development or something. Oh my yeah. God, that is that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> if you're thinking about getting any uglies, smack. Uh. <laughs> yeah. The other yeah. the other guy who's a recurring guy on there, by the way, is like a, a bad guy. Is um, and again, I don't know the names, I don't know the episodes, because Dell, I'm sure you'll know. You're such a diehard, yeah. but there's a very early episode. It might even be the second one where. There's a guy who's, I, I want to say, he and his partner are like mystery writers. Jack Cassidy, and he goes off episode two. Yeah, that was yeah. the first one. Is that it? He goes out to his cabin. So the guy who's the murderer, he also shows up where he's like the magician in the one episode. That's Jack like, Cassidy. Jack Cassidy. Yeah, he, he he's does a, at least three different Columbos. He's in three episodes, exactly right. Now, you know who Jack there Cassidy is, right? You know who he I is? I don't know who he is. He was uh, David Cassidy's oh. dad, Shirley Jones' husband. They they had oh David Cassidy and Oh, my God, no way. Is that and, true that and is? His, and his brother was also famous. He played a fellow named Lurch. 
Lurch. Oh, no. shit. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I believe so. Unless I'm confused with the Lurch guy. Let me uh, look. Who played Lurch? How did I not realize that that's who that was? Yeah, oh, my Ted God. Cassidy, his brother, Ted Cassidy, played Lurch. And he was also in an episode of Banachek, Ted Cassidy. But, uh, yeah, ba- Jack I've Cassidy. never seen Banachek. Banachek. You would love Banachek. It's George Picard. <laughs> He's an insurance investigator. He goes around and he solves these impossible <laughs> crimes. He lives in oh, dude. If you've never seen, if you've never seen Banachek, it is so awesome because he has like a Caesar haircut. You know this in uh, this is in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, he's like a real high fluting guy who lives in Boston. He likes all the refined things and everything. And whenever there's an impossible crime, these insurance companies bring in Banachek, and he comes in and he solves the oh case. Oh my god! It is so fucking awesome. Oh my god. I'll have to check it out. That's, I've heard of it. I've just never watched it. But Only two yeah, seasons, one of, but it is great. Well, one of the other things we watched during the pandemic, there was only two seasons available. We watched Heart to Heart. <laughs> I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Um, it's not great, I, I but again, it was funny. I can't, but not I can't watch it because it seems like he killed Natalie Wood, so I can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We didn't realize that Like we were watching this. So we are like, wait a minute. <laughs> The best yeah. part about it, they have, he's got a butler named Max who's like this old Jew. It's yep. really yep. funny. Yeah. That's the funniest yeah. part of the show. Yeah, my mom used to watch so, that as a kid, I remember. But, um, so, yeah, we, we got oh, to talk Columbo. We got to do a tribute to Andy Sedaris. Brandon, you yeah. know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's open spots now without Larry here. I'm just yeah, saying, I'm you out there. I'll, I'll definitely spots. come back. I got to say, though. Talking to you, Dell, twice in like two weeks. I, it, <laughs> it's like the old days, and I don't know if I can do that anymore. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I reminded you. my wife. I was like, there was a point that was like every Friday night I was talking to these fucking guys, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that anymore. It's that's just, exactly you know. how Larry feels. That's exactly how Larry feels. <laughs> uh, also, well, but uh, that's the, thing. the the wife has never made an appearance on the show. You know, what about what about she, the missus? Look, I tried I tonight. I tried to convince her to come on. Because again, she loves side out. I was like, before I called, it was like quarter to eight. I was like, I was like, so are you gonna come on tonight? Like, are you like, do you want to do this? And she was like, no. And I'm like, you sure? I'm like, I was really trying to get her to come on. So believe me, she has thoughts too on this movie. But yeah, she's you know, right. not her thing. Right. One of these days. So did you tell her? Make it did you tell her Larry was not going to be here? Because maybe that would have. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll say this: she was as shocked as I was when I was like, "I was like, Larry's not on." I like Larry left the show. And she was, she was like, "What?" And then I told her, and I was, and like, we, I was like, "Well, as long as they've been doing it, she's like, yeah, I get it.'" <laughs> so we both told her, we're like, "Yeah, yeah, I get it." Yeah, but again, this is, if, if, Larry, if you're listening, you know, hey, I, 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 I love Larry. I, <laughs> he's not listening. Yeah. No way he's well. listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would, the first, to be fair, I did message him, and I was like, dude, I heard what happened. Want to start a podcast? <laughs> I did think that would be funny. And I yes? said that we're going to call it. No, but I was like, we're going to call it the. I said to my wife anyway, I was like, it'd be great if we called it like uh, the MDT hockey show. <laughs> 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 one, one letter higher. And we're like, all right. <laughs> 
<laughs> with all of your beats. I thought it would have been so funny. MDT hockey. Doing it for 8040, like whatever. I don't know. Just thought it would have been hilarious. But anyway. Uh, well, Brandon, thank you so much for joining no, us. No, thank you. This is, that was so fun. I, I And again, I apologize for and so much during this. No, man, that's why, you hit that's one why of my want, sweet spots with this movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a movie I, I, I genuinely love. So it was a lot of fun. Don't forget to. Don't forget to reach out to Cousin Dave and tell him about the songs Inside Out and Top Gun. He'll I will. I yeah. absolutely will. That's a great point. He won't care, but I'll tell him anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, fellas, it was good talking to you all. I hope you all have a uh, good weekend. And with that, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. There he goes, Cousin Brandon. Follow him on See the you in the sand, there. Brandon. <laughs> Judy Bloom. <laughs> not if I see you first. And uh, there he is. <laughs> Side out. Well, well, Tuffy, how do you feel about finally seeing Side Out? Uh, are you are you happy now? Yeah, it's. Do you feel like you've uh, in life that you've seen Side Out? Not really. I mean, <laughs> we've watched so many bad movies that uh, you know. But uh, just to be clear, that counts. That counts as the Colombo talk for this week. So. <laughs> son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Now next week, Tuffy, are we going to do? Tuffy wanted to watch Cherry Two Thousand. If uh, Two Thousand, what's the pick? Cherry Two Thousand, Jank. Have you ever heard of this? Cherry Two Thousand. No. I I have a vague recollection of this when I was a little kid. Uh, Melanie Griffith is in it. Yeah. So oh. I can I can tell you all sorts of interesting things about her and her family um, when we talk about. <laughs> and uh, but uh, so yeah, that's Tuffy's choice. Cherry Two Thousand. So next week okay it's on amazon um all right so otherwise uh big brother you guys watching the big brother yeah yep i heard Bad my news, uh, I, yeah i heard my beloved whitney got the boot right <laughs> yeah. yeah unanimous that's not good but i wasn't <laughs> watching it anyway so it really doesn't matter but let me just say this yeah. every silver lining She's one step closer to an OnlyFans page. So Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There was a whole segment this week about her like uh she basically like wears a bra to the gym but then wears like a hoodie that's like a cutoff that doesn't cover her stomach and has a big boob window. Um, but then she like wears the hood up. <laughs> She's like, I'm hiding. But it's like all you all it's doing is showing off your boobs. And you're complaining? <laughs> Or what's going <laughs> no, <on? Yeah. laughs> but then she was like asking everyone else, like, "What people wear this to the gym?" And she asked like every girl in the house, and they're like, "No, I wouldn't wear that to the gym." <laughs> I I have even you know, Alyssa, the bikini company owner, is like, "Nope, <laughs> can't help you, I, man." I, again, I am a scholar. I enjoy scholarly pursuits, so I did some research, and I did come across <laughs> some pictures of uh, from the live feeds of Whitney wearing an outfit earlier, like where. The lower boobs were, were just, you know, being shown freely for the world. <laughs> wow. Like right below the nipple, just, just hanging out there from the shirt she was wearing. So, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good look. So. Yeah. Good for everyone except her children. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She has kids. So good yeah. yeah. Uh, so... I, I guess uh, from what I was reading on the on the subreddit there, uh, her and Xavier were getting pretty pretty cozy, uh, like in bed together, giving massages. Huh? Yeah. 
Oh. And I guess they, uh, uh, they didn't really show much of that other than they showed that Ozzy was jealous of Whitney and Xavier, but there wasn't a whole lot of like, like, oh, yeah, this is actually a thing. It also seems like Tiffany was a little jealous as well from what I was reading. She was like doing – I guess she did a little impersonation of Whitney, like how she hyped her shirts really high or not with the shirts at the bottom a little bit. And she was saying that's how Whitney walks around the house. So, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like she's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what else? Anything? Uh, anything exciting on the Big Brother? Anything dramatic? Or? No. Uh, <laughs> next week might. This week might be okay. Yeah. No more teams. Uh, they did yeah, get rid of that after week four. One that had a household. It Wait, seems like he's playing Derek F. Derek F. X, okay. not Derek oh, F. Derek, Derek, Derek F. F. did not Asian win the wall competition. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know it was a wall competition. Shocker. All right. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Derek F. was the first to fall, and if I remember from what I was reading right, his comment was, I'm just glad I made it through Julie's instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I usually say the same thing, and I'm never on the wall, and I still have trouble getting through yeah. the instructions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Derek X won H-O-H, and it sounds like he's planning to backdoor Christian. So. Oh, thank oh, God. Alyssa's sweetheart. <laughs> well, Jank, you yeah, you're back on the market. Yeah. I can start yeah. launching fan letters over the wall again <laughs> and dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, he did oh. nominate uh, he nominated <laughs> Sarah Beth and Brittany, I think. Hey, l- let me tell you something. That Sarah Beth is sneaky good looking. Uh, I've seen some more. Uh, Told you. Yeah. And uh, I guess <laughs> yeah. she was, you know, apparently, I guess she mentioned this and everyone knew this, but she was way into cosplay, right? Like she makes the cosplay cosplay yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, and again, during my research, I did find a picture of her in a cosplay outfit where she looked pretty, pretty good. So, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I've been aboard that train since the beginning. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, who do you think is? Uh, do you have a favorite, Jank? On who do you think is going to win at this point in the game? Like, who who would you say is the? Um, dog? I'm hoping at this point. I would say I'm hoping for either Claire or Xavier, just because they're the only ones who don't give fucking shoutouts when they cast their oh. vote. They just Dude, give we- their vote and leave. People on the subreddit are bitching about that again, I saw. And, like, every year they bitch about it, and nothing ever changes. Nothing ever fucking changes. Yeah. Cut their mics. It's an easy fix. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> and I guess they, they were also saying that Derek F. tends to have trouble with his uh, vote. He always says, like, I choose to. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he, he like, misses his word. Yeah. Instead yeah. of saying it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw something on the Reddit. Uh, where he just might have trouble pronouncing words because it was like it's a TikTok video of him talking about coronavirus and he bought he can't say hand sanitizer. All right. He says I bought some oral hand sanitizer. <laughs> Derek Derek got the issues with the, with the words, but um, yeah. So so Tuffy, who, who's your favorite at this point? Uh, Claire's good. I like Claire. Yeah, she was uh, my pick after the first episode I saw. She seemed like smart and uh, yeah. 
athletic. So yeah. Yeah. She got safety uh, up through jury. Wait, yeah. she got safety through jury? Up to yeah, jury. Yeah, get to jury. Yeah. Yeah. How did that, that was, She won the last wild card competition. Oh, and she she's the first person to ever take it, right? Like everyone else has always been declining. Yeah, the first year. week, I don't think there was a choice. The first week, I think they just gave it to the winner and their team. No, it yeah, wasn't and the it was first just a week. chance of how many you get. You spin a wheel and see how many people you can keep safe. Yeah, the first week. I oh, so I thought the really wild card. I thought the wild okay. card thing in week one was uh, Frenchie rolling them dice. And uh, now that was a separate thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so now does everyone else? I guess everyone else knows she's safe through Antillary. Yep. And w- was there any like consequence or anything for her taking it, like a Pandora's box situation? Um, she could either take safety for herself until the jury, or safety for her team for the week. Oh my God, that is such an easy choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No one was mad about it. Everybody was yeah. like, "Yeah, that's, you'd be an idiot to not do that." <laughs> yeah. well, you can either win the game, or yeah. So yeah, um, good choice there. Clint. Yeah. Um, anything else? If her team was in an alliance that they weren't going to be up anyway, so especially what difference did it make? I think tonight, isn't today August 6th? I think tonight is that Big Brother boxing stuff. I think that's happening right now as we're doing this show. Oh, shit. Yeah, I saw something on that today. Um, James was supposed to be going (laughs) to that. He, like, had promoted it on Facebook, and he was a VIP guest. But then I guess uh, Natalie told him, like, don't invite (laughs) that guy. And he yeah. was told not to come. <laughs> That's right, because Natalie's doing the play-by-play, wow. I guess, as an announcer. And, and James was like, oh, he's like, she's still being a child about it or whatever, whatever. And then, Tuffy, did you read through the comments in that thread? Because someone said the reason she's so mad is because he released – he put revenge yeah. porn of her on online. Yeah, he released, like, naked pictures what? of her at some point. Really? Like, Handy I don't know. Research. Yeah, because I never thought, like, he w- – I always just assumed they were a couple, quote-unquote, but she was like, all right, James, we're friends, you know, we're taking it slow. He actually saw her naked at some point and, like, did things to her? Or they- <laughs> I guess. Huh. They were a couple for a while after the show, I think. But I thought it was just, like, you know, phony. I didn't think they were actually an actual couple. But, wow. <laughs> Look at James getting it done. And then releasing yeah. revenge porn online. I wish he would be more vocal about where he put this revenge porn. He'd <laughs> be a lot I, of trouble. Like I had never heard that. Like I, I just heard like he was. Yeah, I hadn't know, either. Upset that they had broken up, and uh, so I don't know. Maybe whoever posted that just made that up, or I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it does seem like something James would do. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like it was something <laughs> Natalie would do to be in a position where he could get pictures of her naked. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, he must have, like, uh, cracked the password on her phone or something when she was oh. taking a nap. Yeah, she was probably – those naked pictures were probably with someone else, and James found them, and, yeah, maybe that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. That would <laughs> that, be my I guess. That. I could believe that, yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if she I was remember, asleep, and he was just taking them. So I guess next week, if I remember, we'll do an update on the big boxing matches. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. See how that card went down. Yeah. Hey, maybe I hope Rockstar's okay. Yeah. I hope her kitty's right. Um, yeah. But I hope uh, maybe by next week, Whitney will have her OnlyFans page up. 
the finger. I wouldn't think it would take long. Yeah, because she yeah. would be a millionaire, like overnight, if she uh, she does. <laughs> she has she has a lot of fans, like Whitney. <laughs> so, um, Jank, have you been watching anything else this week? Uh, yesterday I saw the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's right. I wanted to ask you. About that. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Yeah, because people. <laughs> I, I've read on the uh, the wrestling message boards that uh, John Cena is very good in it. They say he is very good. He and that he, he, he and Idris Alba have great chemistry together. That, uh, they're, yeah. They're John Cena was definitely, like, the best part of this movie, to be honest. He was great. Now, I, I, now, I um, believe that he was better than Margot Robbie, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but John Cena plays the Peacemaker who who started out I used to have Peacemaker co- a comic book I still have it from when I was a little kid it was from Charlton Comics he was a character that started there and then uh, he came over into DC when they bought Charlton and uh, then they, they eventually put him into the Suicide Squad at some point and I guess his gimmick is like he's kind of like a frat boy like uh, <laughs> a bro kind of dude is that what it is? Kind of, yeah. I mean, he's just he's very dedicated to liberty, and he has no problem killing everyone to get to that, <laughs> keeping things free. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah, that's not how great. he started out. When he started out, he was a, oh. a secret agent, like Peacemaker, you know, a true blue hero. But, yeah, he evolved, I guess, over the years into being kind of like a punisher <laughs> a little bit, right? So. Yeah, he's kind of douchey, but uh, it's great. Yeah, him and Idris Elba were a pretty good uh, team there. I gotta say, uh, I like them together. Who's Idris Elba? Like, who does he play? Uh, Bloodsport, I think. Bloodsport. I've never heard of him. Um, so many of the characters in here, I was like, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but many, many of them die. So. <laughs> oh. Really? I won't say who, but a lot of people just. Dying left and right in this movie. It's pretty great. <laughs> I, but we know uh, they're not afraid to kill John, off people. John Cena doesn't die, obviously, right? Because isn't he going to be doing a Peacemaker's TV show? Right. He is going to be doing a Peacemaker TV show. I but can't he did say die? whether he makes it out of this or not. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's going to be like a prequel, like a Black Widow. That would be movie. my guess. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Uh, I guess Margot Robbie doesn't die because, you know, she's the most powerful of all, a 95-pound girl with a baseball bat. There's no way she could die. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Like, Margot Robbie <laughs> looks great in this movie, don't get me wrong, but the character just makes no sense. Like, she's beating the shit out of people left and right in this movie. Oh, and just like, <laughs> just she has no superpowers, no training in fighting of any kind. She was a, a therapist. <laughs> Wait, Who went she crazy? Is pretty, That's it. She is pretty beefy. She's pretty strong, that Margot Robbie. <laughs> Look out for her. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but looks good. I've got to yeah. give her that. That's all that matters. <laughs> hey, Jank, by the yeah. way, Jank, when you went back looking through that old Alexa Bliss stuff, you know, there was a period where she was basically just ripping off Harley Quinn. She was just doing a Harley Quinn kind of cosplay. Yeah. Oh, I know. She looks like the Harley Quinn in the Arkham games, which is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, yep, big fan. <laughs> big, big fan. 
All right, so Suicide Squad, <laughs> it sounds like you enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's been getting maybe a little bit of overhypeness because I think I was a little bit let down. Like, I thought it was just going to be the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Um, it wasn't that. Like, some of it, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't work, and some of the jokes don't really hit, but some of them really, really do. So it was great. It was very violent and just kind of mean-spirited, <laughs> which is what this movie probably should be. Um, and it was really just delivering in all the things that the first one did not. <laughs> um, even though these were characters like you've never heard of for the most part, like they did kind of make them somewhat likable. So you did kind of care about, you know, at least some of them. <laughs> so, oh, all right. They did a pretty good, good job. Coffee. Will you be going to see Suicide Squad? I'll probably watch it on HBO Max, but. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it. It's definitely the best movie DC has put out probably this entire time that they've had this High DC praise deal. indeed. <laughs> That's not yeah. exactly a high bar to clear. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> uh, side Out would have been the best That's movie like DC You think Bolt in the Special <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> oh, wow. Tough. Good metaphor. Wow. How about that? <laughs> um, all right. Yep. Uh, so what else, Jank? Anything else? What, what, did you get a quesadilla when you were watching Suicide Squad? Oh, I sure did. What was the it theater was delicious? Ah, uh, it was pretty crowded. Yeah. Do you not feel like, you got the not COVID? Like packed. Did you get the COVID? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I sure hope not. We're sending a, a bunch of our employees down to uh, like this. Uh, what you call it? Uh, like a trade show in uh, Florida this week. <laughs> oh, there you go. I don't think that's going to end well. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anything else this week, Jank? Uh, Let's see. I watched a movie on, I think it was Amazon, may have been Shudder, called The Call. Um, (laughs) I immediately regretted this decision. Uh, It was starring Tobin Bell was one of the people in there, the guy who played Jigsaw. And it was just kind of a horror movie. So I'm like, all right, maybe this will be good. Um, basically these kids are, they constantly bully this old woman because they blame her for the death of the one girl's, uh, sister because she used to run this daycare and then the girl supposedly never came home. And so they've never been able to prove that she did it, but they keep, you know, breaking her windows and shit like that. And then eventually one night this old woman kills herself. And then like her husband is like, Hey, uh, (laughs) my wife had you in her will for some reason. All right. <laughs> I want you guys to each go one by one upstairs, and you're going to get a phone call. And if you can stay on the phone call for one minute, you get $100,000. <laughs> that sounds like a horrible plan. Like someone's just going to shoot them yep. in the head when they get upstairs to get that phone. <laughs> yeah, you're not too far off. I mean, it's more ghosty stuff than gun to the head, but yeah. And. It pretty much just shows them stuff about their lives, and they're all kind of just terrible people, and there's like a twist, and it's just, it's terrible all the way through. (laughs) I hated it. I mean, I knew kind of early on that this was going to be bad, because there was a part, they confront the old woman, and, uh, you know, this this girl's pissed at her because she supposedly killed her little sister, and this is the insult she throws back at her, like, get out of here, you stupid old woman. (laughs) That's a real... (laughs) That is, that's that real weak sauce nice. there. 
<laughs> if she was playing volleyball, yeah, work on your chirping. Towel, she would have got in his head. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, mm. by the way, I, I just Googled up the call, and the first thing that popped up was a, a Halle Berry movie. So that's nice that I can look at Halle Berry. And uh, <laughs> I guess uh, Tuffy, when I was looking through the cast of the Halle Berry movie, David Otunga. Do you remember David Otunga from WWE? I remember the name. Yeah, he was an announcer for a bit. Um, but uh, he, he was in, like, the original, uh, the Nexus, way back in the day, if you remember, with uh, okay. Barrett and all those guys. Yeah, I was not watching at that point. Neither was I, but uh, yeah, David Otunga got to be in a Halle Berry movie. How about that? All right, so uh, don't watch the call. Uh, what else, Jank? Anything else? Yeah, skip that one. Uh, well, it's time for Tuffy's favorite part of the show. I <laughs> yes. four episodes. No, we already four. did. We already did Columbo. <laughs> we already did this. Four, four episodes of Columbo. Wow. Well, well Tuffy, yeah. we'll, we'll skip the recap of Columbo if you can recap some Twin Peaks episodes that you watched this week. How about that? Uh, I busted a lot of gems this week. <laughs> All right. But, uh, all right, we'll, we'll make it quick, Tuffy. We'll make it quick. But uh, four episodes of Columbo. <laughs> Let, let's go, Jank. Yep. Finished out season four, um, and I'll throw this out at the beginning here. One of these is by far my least favorite episode. <laughs> okay. All right. The other three were all good, but. All right, don't uh, tell The me. episodes I watched were By Dawn's Early Light, Troubled okay, Waters. Oh, what? Okay, by Dawn's Early Light, that's the Military Academy, right? Bruno Kirby's in that yep. one, and Patrick McGillan. Yeah. And uh, they're, mm-hmm. they're making the moonshine. And, like, <laughs> that's how they uh, – that's a big key. <laughs> they're making their cider, right? They're putting yeah. cider outside the window. And he All saw right, it so in now, the window, and there was only one time he could have seen it. And that was at the now, time they monkeyed with the cannon. Yep. And now Troubled Waters, is that the one where Columbo takes the cruise? Yeah. That yep. is a With great Robert one. Vaughn and Dean Stockwell. And Dean Stockwell. And the lady that sings Valare at the beginning is so is smoking hot, right? Valare. Yeah. And she, she ends this up is dying. the one where you're like, I don't understand how you never see Columbo's wife. <laughs> like, well, this is great. We're on this cruise together, but you never yeah. see her. <laughs> yeah, because he, he like can't find her. He's looking for her. And then, yeah, it's great. Uh, but the way he gets uh, the clue, uh, the fingerprints inside the glove. And like the uh, yeah, he sees the feather. That's how he knows yeah. that Robert Vaughn was there because they don't use feathers in hospital pillows. That is one of the great the great Columbo episodes. So I know you had to love that one. All right, next. Uh, next was playback. Okay, is this where the guy uh, like his wife is in a wheelchair, an invalid, or yep. Yeah, this and is he the kills one the mother-in-law. This is the one. You <laughs> yep, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not their best effort. Yeah. yeah, this one like you didn't need Columbo. Any you could grab any guy off the street and tell him the facts of this case, and he'd be like, "Yep, that guy did it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to do with like the the video camera filming something, right, or something, or yeah, like so. He basically puts his wife to bed, gives her a sleeping pill, then goes back downstairs after just having an argument with this old woman, um, who they, you know, he clearly had an argument with her earlier in front of the wife, so everyone knows there's bad blood there. <laughs> and then yeah. he goes downstairs, shoots the old woman, the wife hears it, calls down and is like, hey, did you hear a gunshot? He's just like, no, no, I didn't hear nothing. I'm going to this party <laughs> now. 
And then he, like, loops the tape so that the security guard doesn't see the shooting until later. So he thinks it happened, you know, a half hour after it actually happened. But this yeah. guy's like Johnny Whizbang with all the gadgets. So you don't <laughs> think he could fucking loop the videotape? <laughs> like, Johnny Whizbang. Like easiest... <laughs> yeah. It's like the easiest thing you could do. <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, for those who, he, like, his thing is that he's really good with technology, like, these little ga- ga- gadgets and stuff, right? Like, he's kind of known for it. Yeah. Like, his being, so, yeah. Um, he but, runs, yeah, like, an electronics like, company. Yeah, it was not a good episode. <laughs> I, I'm with you there, Jake. It was not a good episode. But the, those first two are good episodes. Those are great episodes. All right, so yes, what's the fourth? those two are great. Love those. Um, next one was A Deadly State of Mind. A Deadly State of Mind. i got to be honest, I don't know that title right off the bat. Oh, is this the one oh. with George Harrison? Or not, George Hamilton. Uh, George Hamilton, yeah. I always say George Harrison, George Hamilton. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I got it. Beals would have been very different. George Hamilton. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a psychiatrist. Doesn't he like, uh, uh, like, not hi- like kind of hypnotize a lady to jump off a balcony, right, to kill herself? Or... <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's like, just go swimming. You wanted to go swimming, yeah. and your dad would watch you. and <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, okay. She's like, it's doesn't Columbo, off the... Doesn't Columbo figure it out because she puts her valuables in her shoe or something like you do when you go swimming? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but the key, the key <laughs> for this one isn't the key uh, witness like a blind guy. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, this would never hold up in court. Yeah. Like, but it was like, great though. <laughs> George Hamilton's just like, well, he's clearly blind because the guy has dark sunglasses on and isn't looking at anybody. So he's acting blind. So, but they're like, oh, no, because you only know he's blind because you almost hit him the other day. So that's why you think he's blind. But no, but, he's acting blind. If you saw Charlie Cox pretending to be Daredevil and he was <laughs> acting blind, you'd just be like, well, that's a blind guy. <laughs> if you find out well, later I, he's just an actor, you'd just be like, oh, he's good, I guess. Good actor. <laughs> but I think that you, you monkeyed it up a little bit. Like, wasn't it like um, the only way – Well. Yeah, I guess that is what it was, but uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long. But yeah, like the only reason he knows this guy's blind is because he saw him when he was committing the crime or something, right? And mm-hmm. so, but yeah. But the guy, I mean, if you saw this guy, I, I in the audience was like, oh, this guy's blind. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not; he's acting blind. But that episode's still pretty good. Um, it's not one of the best, but it's still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, overall, I really liked it still. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah, the one with the, the cruise one is top ten, top 11. It's on my top 11 list. That's so good. Hell, yes. That one was great. Now, like now, that one you could see, like, oh, this is actually, like, you know, a, a tough case because there's nothing even linking Robert Vaughn to this lady at first. So it's like, oh. Yeah. But still, Columbo figures it out right away. So <laughs> Yeah. And, so and cool. How, how did he? Because that's also the one where they had to. He's he's the guy that owns the car dealership, right? And he had it with the keys, make his own keys, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, because Robert Vaughn's in another episode where it also involves like on a boat for a little bit, yeah, the death of the uh, like of an admiral or something. But I don't think you've seen that one yet, right? <laughs> nope, um, not yet. Yeah. Uh, but but Tuffy, when you hear these, when he we hear these tales, when you're regaled with these tales of Columbo's greatness, how do you not want to just turn on the TV and watch Columbo immediately? Like this is amazing stuff. Uh, well, I'm good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's well, fun. Well, well, Tuffy, were you uh, watching anything this week or just Boston Jones? Were you doing anything? Or? Uh, 
I was working on catching up on wrestling from when I was on vacation. Okay. Um, I'm still watching old wrestling every day. Um, I yeah. don't even watch her anymore because I guess Oscar's not doing anything at the moment. I, I think she might be uh, – they're, they're giving her a break, I think, and they, she deserves one. I think she may have gone back to Japan maybe. Or it seems like she's okay. on Twitter for a little oh. bit to see her family and whatnot. Yeah, I haven't watched her often this week yet. I, um, I did watch it. It's, I don't, it's all terrible. Um, but uh, SmackDown last Friday was something. Uh, uh, SmackDown seems like it's still really good. Like, I watched the clips of it. You talk about the contract signing with, like, uh, Reigns? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a bit ridiculous, but. <laughs> but was, ridiculous is awesome. Know. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But I, I love uh, Baron Corbin's gimmick now. Like you start down on his love. Baron Corbin's great. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to make that Baron Corbin on Champion, but like it's just this yeah. disheveled shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, also, Tuffy on SmackDown, we we now have Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, and Tony Storm. Yeah. New Law and Law. You got three BS yeah. right there on the show now. So. And uh, Sasha's back. Oh, Sasha's looking great, by the way. Yeah. And that was uh, that. That was perfect. She comes back, start of the episode. Oh, she's a good Sasha again. By the end of the episode, throwing a backstab around Bianca. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Because so, when I the first clip I saw was her being friends with Bianca, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I the heel Sasha is where the money's at. So then by the end, she turned. Yeah. Back, so that was perfect. Yeah. Good stuff. And by the way, yeah. that, that then, Sasha uh, on Champion that they gave us, she's really good. That free Sasha, she's really good. Yeah. Like, like I have her up be... four-star bronze. Uh, do you have her anything yet? Uh, I haven't leveled her up yet, but I'm planning on it. But if you if you put her to four-star bronze, like 8,700 talents, somewhere around there, she can you can clear out that entire tour, even on hell mode. Even when the people are, like, really yeah. high up. Like, that's how good she is. Like she can be yeah, I've been maxing out. Everything so far. I think I have enough to get her to four star. Yeah, I would definitely like work on her a little bit to get her up there because she's. But I gotta wait for the talent up events next week to try and you know. Yeah, max everything out again. I I mean, I spent so much time this week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Explain this because uh, Jank, they're they're doing this thing where uh, there's a limited time tour and like if if you can use certain guys. And if you beat a node, like the end boss on the normal hard mm-hmm. mode or hell mode, you get a chance, like you get extra points, like 500. You would get points. you would get 600 for sure, dep- yeah. depending on what character, four to 600, six. and then maybe an extra 100 to 400 if you're really lucky. Yes, and this is a um, faction contest. So these points go to the faction. Yeah. And uh, so you nice. get a shit ton of points to uh, make this. Now I yeah, only did hundreds like, of thousands of points. Yeah, so I did the tour, <laughs> and I I did it like once or twice, and I'm like, all right, that's enough. And then I look and see who's leading the the faction leaderboard, and there's Tuffy. Yeah. Right near the, I don't know if you were the top. You're in the top three at least. You had like by an the end of it. Amount by of the points. end of it, I was a mile ahead of second place. I had, oh my god. At the time I looked, I had like three thousand points. Tuffy had like I don't know nine hundred thousand. It was like something. Ridiculous. No, it was like ninety thousand probably when you checked. But you did get points too. You did get points for uh, leveling up certain characters. So some of it was from that. Oh, all right. But um, how I also, long did it take to do like one nodule? 
Uh, one to two minutes. But oh, it gets, it's annoying, though. You know, it's just annoying. You talk to the machine. He can fucking do it all day long. <laughs> it is annoying. I have no idea. Um, no idea. Well, because I, uh, I moved up to League 17 like a week or two ago. Oh, nice. Congratulations. That's so it's still counting well. how many limited tour matches I've done. Oh, that's so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to take out, like, the ones for, you know, the, the monthly event tour. So that's probably, like, 25 or 30. Uh, but I'm at, like, 440 limited tour matches. So I probably did about 400 of them. Yeah, I think you got to get, Damn. like, 100 to get uh, some Yeah, because, uh, like, two or three days ago I checked, and I was, like, number three in the faction. Like, the top person had 102,000 points. I had, like, 90-something thousand uh, by the end of it today, I had like two hundred thousand, and the next person had like one hundred and ten thousand. <laughs> well, well, I still have about three thousand. So yeah, thanks for doing all the work. Tom. And uh, <laughs> well, it was halfway towards that last milestone. I thought about it for a second. I'm doing this for like the rewards for like one thousand points for the monthly contest, five thousand for the monthly faction contest, and I I hit a point where I was like, there's no way this is worth the time I'm investing. No. I'd oh, be better off, I... like, farming training points. <laughs> yes, go check what the rewards are before you start doing it. Like, I learned that lesson a while back, too. I was, like, really invested in this one thing. I'm like, i got to get to that next milestone. And then I looked at the reward, and I'm like, these rewards are garbage. Why am I even busting my ass doing this? It's like, who fucking cares? Yeah. So, now, I have already looked yeah. at the uh, the faction rewards for this weekend, and I'm uh, probably just going to be playing champions all day <laughs> tomorrow, whenever that yeah, starts. There's, there's a feud tomorrow, so this is a... It's like yeah. I don't know what you call it in the Marvel game, Jank, but uh, where where you play against other like factions and you compete head to head. Yeah, we got like alliance events that are kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll be doing that. Yeah, because I get to, if I get to ten million feud points, you pretty much get all the coins you can get out of the event. So that's all I really need. Yeah, I don't think I'll get. That's a lot of feud points, though. It depends on how many bonus points they give you and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot, but... Yeah, I, I'll never you know, get that I'll I got nothing else going on, so... <laughs> I got nothing else going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've just been shooting hockey every day still. I, I've gone eight days in a row and like 12 out of 13, but I, I think tomorrow I'm going to take a break because I'm pretty battered. My body's pretty sore. Although the back is back... You run out of tape? No, the back is perfectly fine. I don't even have to tape it anymore. Cool. Yeah, it's back to full nice. strength. No, no issues at all with the back. But just general, like just my hands are all blistered and like sore. And, yes, I just uh, – I could use a break. But who knows? When I wake up tomorrow, I'll probably go anyway. Who knows? But, uh, well, this, uh, <laughs> this is the other thing with champions that I'm starting to realize is – I don't know if it's because I moved up a league or if they changed the monthly rewards, but, like, it takes more coins to max out events now. Yeah. Yep. Um, And I have, like – you posted on Twitter that you got Lana at four star gold or something. Yeah. Um, I'll never I have her four star gold and like yeah. I don't have coins to level up the people I have. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no way I'll I have so many people ahead of her. Like it just takes once you get like five star silver, the the amount of coins and training points you need, it's so much. At least they're given like uh the reward the prize wall for this event. Like, the, the training points and the coins, are at least the training points are, like, cheaper. I don't know if you noticed that. But you can get, like, 500 training yeah. points for 460 of them, sure. So that's a good deal. So they've been making it easier yeah. to get training points. 
but it's still you need so much. I have so many people to work on. It's just exhausting. It's just energy. Yeah, I did the math today. I think it's like eighty five hundred training points to max out the weekly event. Yeah, because I got Lana. I also got Trish. Um, I got that new, really good Naomi that I haven't worked on really. I got Doink the Clown, the Mutant Doink the Clown, that uh, Mutant Finn Balor, uh, Macho Man NWO. I'd like to do. Um, even Damian yeah. I have. I haven't been able to do anything with. So it's well, and it's like uh, I will. I I need like two more NWO belts, and then I can take the Gobbledygooker to five star silver. <laughs> the Gobbledygooker, nice, yeah. Uh, but it's like 30 million coins to get him leveled up. Yeah, it's so exhausting. Um, hey, Toppy, which I right have, here. but you know. Hey, uh, they, they, hey, Jack, they brought Oscar back again uh, to make her available this weekend or, or the last couple of days. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. But you have you to drop money. You can't just drop money to get tokens. You got to drop money to get in-game cash, and then spend the in-game cash to try and get her. And like the equivalent of in-game cash is more than they used to charge you for the tokens. But what the hell, it's Oscar. So I threw 30 bucks at it. And, uh, but here's the thing. I bought it on the web portal, Tuffy. So like, then I went to the game to get my cash. Because if you buy it on the web portal, you get coins as well. So I got 3 million coins. And yeah. then I went to the, uh, get my cash, and it was in my inventory. I claimed it. The cash never showed up in my account, though. So I like wrote the scope. I'm like, hey, <coughs> I didn't get my money. And that was yesterday. I still haven't heard from him. And Oscar's like, going yeah. away, like, tomorrow afternoon at like noon. Oh no. Yeah. Well see so I've what, had that that means I'm gonna have to drop another like, claimed like uh take another shot at Oscar. I've claimed like milestone rewards that don't show up and then if I restart the game sometimes it will. But... I've done that repeatedly and it, yeah it hasn't helped. And um Yeah. So yeah, so now if I I'm not gonna hear from him probably before Oscar <laughs> goes away. Do I spend more money to get off try shot I don't want to give them more money. Like Um fuck? no because you're not gonna get yeah. Oscar anyways. You're gonna get like four <laughs> yeah. shards. That is, yeah, because that's the other thing. When I'm throwing this money at Oscar, I'm not even getting any shards for it. And then when I do, it's like two shards, three shards. Like, would it kill him to give me like 50 or 100 or, you know, what the fuck? Anyway, uh, otherwise, yeah. uh, I haven't been watching much else. Just a lot of old school wrestling still, uh, Mid-South wrestling from the early 80s. Um, <laughs> uh, Kamala's there. Uh, Tuffy, you remember Kamala the Giant, right? He was just great. Uh, he was yeah. Cool. They had a six-man tag match. Kamala slammed Andre the Giant like it was nothing. Just picked him up. Obviously, Andre was holy him. shit. Yeah, he just picked him up. It was a great slam. Like he moved, he tilted him, turned him over, slammed him, and then he just stepped to the side and started slapping his belly like Kamala does. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> uh, yeah, to slap the insulin into his belly. <laughs> Get it in his tummy. Um, yeah, we need Kamala on champions. That would be awesome. Um, what else? Uh, so, Toffee, not watching anything else? Nothing? No, just catching up, uh, you know, deadliest catch in um, wrestling. Big Brother. Picks up a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's about it then. I don't know. I got nothing else. Uh, I think uh, we did our job here. Entertain the world of America. <laughs> yeah. Nearly three hours. I think we can wrap this up. Um, 
Flea Market Fantasy. Uh, I think right now is the Brandon episode is up, right? With Batman. Yep, sure is. <laughs> so. I felt so bad for Brandon. He was just like, I don't know what this is. I didn't want to pick this. Like <laughs> y'all made me. <laughs> well, we just recorded a Flea Market Fantasy last night with our buddy Pork Carrot, Bob Myers. We did Electra Assassin issue one. And uh, at the end of the episode, Port Carrot calls out Mike L. for that nonsense as well, saying, you know, making Brandon (laughs) read that book. And Mike L. read the exact uh, (laughs) – he he read the um, exact messages online. And Brandon did mention – Brandon did say he thought – because I'm like, there's no way Brandon picked out Detective Comics issue 600 out of thin air. Like, I could believe he said I read Detective Comics as a kid, but I – but uh, so he read his conversation. And obviously, Brandon said Amazing Spider-Man, X-Men, others. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, started with the good and he one. He tells Mike L, yeah. he, that would not be my first choice, but I'll read it. But, but Brandon at one point does say, I think the first one I read was 600. So that's why Mike L picked that one. But, <laughs> but Mike L ignores everything he says about Spider-Man, X-Men. He goes, oh, yep. you the comics, you say. And then he goes into that. Yeah. But, uh, yep. fucking, fucking <laughs> Selective hearing at its finest. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we recorded Electra Assassin, and Jake, have you ever read Electra Assassin? Yes, I read that issue. I never finished the series, but I, I own it. <laughs> I really should finish yeah, it. Yeah, issue one is spectacular, and uh, it goes downhill <laughs> after that from uh, what poor character tells yeah. me. I read issue two, and I wasn't a fan of issue two, but um, and then he said it gets really bad after that. So just read issue one and stop, <laughs> and it's awesome. But, yep, uh, <laughs> I concur with that. I don't think I ever made it past session two, actually, because I was like, ah, oh, what the fuck's going on? I can't yeah, even follow this anymore. Because well. uh, here's the thing. When I'm reading a book called Electra Assassin, I want it to be about Electra, the assassin. <laughs> I don't want it to be about some shield. Not anymore. this guy with a mustache. <laughs> so uh, next Flea Market Fantasy episode. After that, though, Mike L., spoiler alert, he picked Spitfire and the Troubleshooters. From the new universe. I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay. Yeah, from the new the universe. The old new universe. <laughs> so that'll be something. But uh, until yeah. that, uh, I guess that's about it. Um, but now i, I got to go on the switchboard and find uh, all the closing themes and stuff. But until I do that, let's just hear this one more time. Well, Mr. Chang, <laughs> I'd say it's all over. And a pig's ass. <laughs> did he just say in a pig's ass? <laughs> I think he did. I I gotta find his fucking movies. Uh, Tuffy, I'll, I'll if I buy them, Tuffy, I'll send them to you too. But uh, I don't really have a DVD yeah. player. I don't think. Or I gotta like I put them in my. You gotta. Yeah, yeah, but I gotta yeah like, you can do that. But I gotta like sit in a chair and watch them. I I like this little lying bed. <laughs> All right, so. I can't help you there. You live in a gilded cage. <laughs> I guess I'll have to rearrange the furniture so I can look at the uh, video gaming monitor instead. Um, all right, so I guess I found the brass bonanza. All right, so our thanks to uh, Tuffy and Jank, and uh, we got to thank Cousin Brandon at Judy Bloom and mm-hmm. C. Thomas Howe and thank Courtney Thorne-Smith. Um, and that's about it. So next week, it'll be uh, Cherry 2000. And we got to have something else, because that is not enough for a show. So we're going to have to come up with something. <laughs> um, I, I got a top 11. Oh, you, you do? I do. I got no one in the shit. holster. 
<laughs> like, do you want to keep it a surprise, or do you want to tease it in any way? Or? Yeah, yeah, we'll save it. <laughs> like, uh, about next how about a, is it like a about comic books, TV, movies, just the the general? Subject? Um, it has something to do with the movies we've reviewed. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be very good. All right. So uh, maybe I won't have to do anything next week. This will be great. Because right away I'm thinking, oh, well, I'll cut up some audio clips again for a round blog talk. But nope, don't even have to. Ooh. Hey, by the way, Tuffy, I don't know. Have you been on the show with Yvonne Luttrell? We've listened to, have you heard Yvonne Luttrell? <laughs> I've listened to him, yeah. Yeah. Are you a fan of Yvonne She's Luttrell? amazing. Yeah. You need to book her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should uh, we could get her to come on the show and tell us how we can wash our balls, our sour balls, and our penises. Yeah. <laughs> How we can brush our teeth and wash our ass. Find out if we are on the approved list for dick pics. Since <laughs> only some of the people can send them. So, uh, all right. So, in, uh, oh, fuck, I'm trying to remember my closing line. Until next time, remember. My kitty is reserved? Is that Tuffy? Is that what it was? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Tuffy know. didn't want to stick around for this part. <laughs> All right. So, uh, until next time, my kitty is reserved. <laughs> Thank you very much.